Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Put the fear of God into their fucking noggins. Yeah. We're you closer don't want to be to, me. We're closer to being 50 than being their age. Yeah, I'm closer to being dead than being alive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Patrick Casey, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Oh, shit. It's the Nostalgic Fright, a podcast from Patrick and Ring. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Nostalgic Fright. It's the Nostalgic Fright. Nostalgic Fright. It's the Who Nostalgic Fright. Nostalgic Fright. It's just Nostalgic Fright. Okay, it's the Monster Mash. Okay, that's it. Uh, that's fun. I do like doing Hell that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of sounded jazz, like the, baby. Sort of sounded like the music from t- the movie we watched today. Uh-huh. It kind of has that vibe. Um how oh, yeah. are you? Uh, me? I'm yeah. fantastic. It's the beginning of, uh, I mean, we, uh, it's uh, what is it, Halloween candy. Halloween candy. The hollowed ween. Yeah, it's our all month. We're going to talk about the Lip. band ween album by album. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to uh, talk about La Cucaracha. Mm-hmm. With White my mashup. Pepper. My mashup of yeah. uh, Weenzer. Hmm. Now we're going to talk about John Candy. Uh, got So that's fun. So look forward to that at the third part of the show. Uh, but first off, how have you been? How's Des Moines? I saw you had the festival. How did everything go? Went great. Went great. Uh, I, I went up first, started the whole fucker off. Really? You bomb? Uh, you yeah. eat it? Oh, it yeah. Flame dude. out? Uh-huh. Bad was, sign? Uh, luckily, everybody forgot about me right after that, dude. Yeah. Was, uh, uh. I, but no, it was a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, what, I, I made it up to Davenport at the Rennick Mansion nice. on Wednesday. And that was really nice. cool. Uh, got to see uh, Andrew Stewart climb for the first time in like Love five it. years. Love and, it. Uh, One of my hilarious. favorite Stewart Kleins. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good week, man. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, the festival, can I ask, did it feel different than Beast Village? Oh, yeah. It didn't feel like just another Beast Village. It felt like a whole new and exciting thing. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. That's good to hear. That's cool. Uh, I saw Dan yeah. got his hand all ripped up. You see that? Uh-huh. Riding his well, bicycle. You know, it's what you get for leaving the house, man. Yeah, fuck that. Or I'll ride a bike when I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll tell you what I've been up to. Wait, well, first off, you do anything. I know you did the festival, but did you do anything else exciting? You, I know you guys are always. Did you guys go to ha- Homemakers today? Where'd you go today? Oh, that was uh, Lowe's. Had to get some door hinges. Sure, sure. Okay. You know? Yeah. For the uh, doors. For the swinger party we're going to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fun. like, you. oh, you want to get a Santa or, or a evil demon jack-o'-lantern, dude? They got you covered at Lowe's. Yeah. Lowe's is the place. Lowe's is the place with the helpful hardware. What is it? Helpful hardware. Ace. Oh, shit. 
What's Lowe's motto? I don't know. Dun, dun, uh, dun, dun. Home Depot's doers get more done. Yeah. Well, doer, that's also doers, the scotch. That's also yeah. their motto. Home Depot's the king. Lowe's motto. Let me search it. Do it right really for think... less. Okay. That's their slogan. Lowe's is feeling more like a Menards these days. Save big money at Lowe's. That'd be ballsy if you that was what they went you... with. That you, you got to bring the lead into that, though. You can't just come out. Bow, bow, and bow, close bow, bow, you talk about that banjo like, riff. You save big money. You save, save big, big money, money when you, you shop, shop Menards. And then uh, after that, they start laying down like twenty-four screws, seventy-nine bucks. You know, oh, buy weird. four just heads all at once. There's 30 a. Bucks. <laughs> there's a Lowe's. Uh, okay, so I googled Lowe's is uh, motto, mm. right? And I saw an image that apparently Lowe's put up a <laughs> Lowe's put up a billboard in Mass in looks like Winston Salem. So that's what North Carolina. Uh-huh. That is a girl. That's what gas stations do, right? Yeah, Winston, they win Salem. Yeah. Well, you know, you Winston, you Salem. <laughs> but they they put up a billboard that is a it's a, like a, a girl biting her lip, and it says they blanked my blank right in the store. <laughs> And the blanks are blanked out, but apparently it's like they bagged my stuff right in the store, I guess. But it looks like it says they fucked my ass right in the store. Uh, it's from an well, article. It's all open to interpretation. It's from an article. Lowe's Foods. Lowe's joins trend of pushing language involved envelope in marketing. <laughs> so that's really fun. Um, hey, well, they're they're absolved of that. It's like I, they didn't put the fucking thought into your head. Yeah. You know, right. It's your fault for being a dirty son of a bitch, not Lowe's. Yeah, Lowe's would never be like that. Yeah. Um, they're the improved. Actually, they're th- if you ask me, their advertising is really becoming the Lowe's uh, common denominator. Yeah, that's right. Menards needs to go national. Oh, yeah. And then start swinging those nards. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like, how do they not bring that into their advertising? I wonder like, how. Suck on these deals down at Menards. I wish we were like a big enough podcast that people could like, that people would like document everything. So we could easily be like, I wonder how many times we've mentioned Menards on this podcast and, oh, and then go like find Reddit out. bots and shit. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, listeners, go uh, tell your family to get into this. You know, Speaking of listeners, I believe Kazi had a birthday this week. Oh, hell yeah. I think I saw that. Now, if any of you other listeners had a birthday this week, I apologize. I just noticed that it was his. Um, they just keep coming quicker and make you feel worse every time. It's so weird. We're old as hell. <laughs> We're dead. We're dead I got meat. a foot thing. Oh yeah, you I like self-diagnose you, some. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about that thing about how you jack off to mannequins' feet. You know, uh, I self-diagnose some plantar uh, fasciitis. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Um, is now what is plantar fasciitis? I'm interested. It's an inflamed tendon. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's so inflamed. It's a eleven din. Oh, that's fun. Uh, what is it called when? Okay. Imagine this. You got your your big toenail, right? No, I don't have to and, imagine it. I got one. But like, so your big toenail and you get a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a some of the nail. Toenail? Yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, I am bending really well. Uh, your big toenail, your nail grows in like you mess it up the nail. And yeah. so instead of growing like a circle, it grows up and inside the mm-hmm. what's that called? Is that an ingrown nail? Ingrown. Because I get ingrown those a toenail. lot. Yeah. And of course, you know why I get those, right? You wear uncomfortable shoes to look cool and they're not built for old people. 
No, it's because I bite my toenails still. Oh, as a, oh really? Yeah, it's like a dude in my mid 30s. That's probably not good, huh? Yeah. And when you do what's that, even it makes wor- them all... what's even worse is you bite them after you trim them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I sell them, too. I buy them and sell, buy them, and sell them. Um, uh-huh. Well, you bite some, you sell some, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's good. Plantar fasciitis. How do you get rid of that? Have you decided yet? Oh, I just got to get better shoes. Okay. I have Google some stretches. All I do is wear um, those Asics. I really like those. Uh, they're oh, not, yeah. they're like Asic brand, but they're those uh, Mexico 66s or whatever they are. Uh-huh. And People I love be like, hey, six shoes. People do like them. Yeah. But the thing about them is, is that I have not had that thing where my ankle breaks. I have not had that happen since I've been wearing these shoes. Now, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. But well, it's, I'm blaming it's the weird. dog on my plantar facetious. What did it do? Ate the soul out of my chucks. And then I'm such a cheap ass. I continued to wear them. Uh, customize a little bit, you know. You ever seen that horror? At... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I've seen that horror. Have you ever seen that horror movie where that dog eats the soul out of that guy Chuck? Uh-uh. Yeah, sounds like a horror movie, right? Yeah, I'd watch it. A dog that eats souls? Yeah, dude. Are you guys doing any? I know in the past you guys have done big uh, Halloween-centric things that might have ended in a wedding. Are you guys going to do a big Halloween-centric thing this time that ends in a divorce? Uh, Not not yet. No. We're three Uh -uh. days in, so you haven't watched three horror movies yet? No, I want to hit up a haunted house. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. And then like some kind of like event, you know. What do you think about like a hayrack ride? Or like, I, I always remember they had this thing where you went to the zoo and drank beer. Yeah. At night. Do you find now that, you, okay, we're first off, you're older and the pandemic wrecked us. And now you also have like this like house and this wife and all this stuff. Do you find that you're more inclined and also probably not driven to be at open mics every night like we used to be? Do you find that you're more intrigued to go do shit like go get drunk at a zoo or whatever? Yeah. Does that seem like more of like an appealing thing now than it would have, say, two years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go whale watching really bad. Nice. Yeah. I like going to Target. Target's fun. If you like a lot going of good to good deals, yeah, a lot of good deals, man. You go and you load up on frozen items, mm-hmm. you know, give yourself a give yourself like a ticking clock. You put the frozen shit in the cart first so you yeah, don't you spend your, too much time there. Otherwise, you get your coffee. Yeah, your vegan sausage melts, olive oil, you know, those types of things. You say yeah. you save big money. You say big, big money, money when, when you, you shop, shop Target. Target. Does Target that, have a motto? Uh, that Target. Uh, they used to have a dog. They do still. Spot. Yeah, not, really? Hey, maybe I should be telling stories out of school. I feel like but... they kidnapped the RCA dogs and painted them red. <laughs> I've met that dog. The, really? the official Target dog. I met it, yeah. Um, target. What's the The official target dog to me is Andrew Lopez. Oh yeah, for sure. Andrew was back in Iowa. Did you see him this weekend? I did not. He went to the Iowa state game yesterday as did Michael good, but I'm unclear if they went together. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, Oh, targets motto is expect more pay less, which you might think was pay less as motto. Yeah. I was like walking in there like, Hey, where are all the shoe show shoe stores? Well, that's because you love more. That's because you love foot porn. That's why you walk into a place. You go, where's all the shoe shows? 
You like seeing those 10 toes. You get all fucking hard from uh-huh. it and stuff. Uh, well, that's fun. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So this week I, um, busy at work. So that's been a, a nightmare, but I hung out with a good old Gideon hamburger a minute. Um, oh yeah. Hung out with love Katie. The two of them gave oh, yeah. me, yeah. They gave me a ride home from work one day. She's so not a guy, fun. but I love her. She's great. Saw little robes. Of course. Nice. Did, I think, did I already mention this to you? How fucked up it is that they named their kid after Robert E. Lee. I've now said that to both of them, and it's very funny. Um, he's in preschool now, which is really exciting. Um, well, I mean, he's been in preschool his entire life. You're te- yeah, but now he's technically... He's also pre-med, if you want to get technical. <laughs> he has not gone to med school yet. Um, uh-uh. But he's in preschool, and it's funny. Pre-ted? Sounds a little bit like he's cool with it, but maybe they're not as cool with it, you know? Like, they're, oh. he's handling it way better than they are. <laughs> he's like, later, folks, I'm going to go hang out with my fucking friends. Dinosaurs and ABC. You yeah, know? yeah. My, uh, yeah. I, so I hung out. You know, every bit. Friday night, TGIF, Dinosaurs on ABC. Mm-hmm. What was TGIF's motto? Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Didn't they have yeah. a song? You're gonna. What's the TGIF song? Why can't I think of TV it? TV on TGIF. No, it that had a it. thing that was like, oh, it's Friday night. And the mood, and the mood is, right. is right. Gonna have some fun. fun. Show you yeah, how it's gonna TGIF. That's right. That's more of a jingle. Well, that's what I meant. I like, that's what I was looking for. Oh, okay. The motto for TGIF was probably like, uh, hey, stick around for Teen Angel. TGIF Yamada. Yeah, TGIF Wiki. We did a fun size about TGIF once. I wonder what that was. I used to watch TGIF and then Cinemax after dark on the same night. That was a weird time. Oh, yeah. I forgot TGIF had those animated mice that helped like do all the cutaways. Capital Critters. Yeah. Capital Critters. Yeah. I rewatched. Sorry, Luke. I watched a lot of Capital Critters on YouTube. It's in it's on one of those YouTube channels. You can just watch shows on. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't. I'm sure we did a Capital Critters episode. Probably three of them. No, but we did we do a Capital Critters month. We yeah, that's right. Yeah, Capital. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right. That was September 2018. We did Capital Critters month. Um yeah. I'm trying to look and see <laughs> Aliens in the Family. That's an epi- That's a series I don't remember. Um, do, do, do. I'm looking just scroll their brothers keeper. That was good. That was the Lawrence oh, yeah. brothers. If you want to reminisce more about TGIF, uh, we have a fun size. Yeah, go back and T- listen to our fun size. TGIF fun size where we talk about TGIF, which I we did. Yeah, we did. Now let's see what else did I do this week. I uh see I hung out with those guys, and then my mother in law came in on um Friday night. So we went out to dinner, went to a little diner in in Park Slope that was like a just a regular diner, but ate outside mm-hmm. and it was really nice. You, I don't, because now you're not here, so I don't know how often you see news stories about New York, but you know how they have all this the outdoor seating and stuff. Yeah, uh, I got. Uh, I saw a Gothamist article that a, a trash truck s- snagged one and then drug it down the street with a bunch of people eating inside of it. That's hilarious. Yeah, pretty funny. Uh, and then uh, when Cass- when Kathy and Nasser were here, we watched a guy wreck into one, which was fun, but no one was in it at that time. Um, but yeah, we went to a nice little diner for dinner. And then yesterday uh, we went to uh, Little Island, that cool park that Stacy helped design and walked all uh-huh. around it and got some Ample Hills ice cream and uh, uh, had dinner, got-, got pizza and then watched some football last night. So that was a real fun time. Oh, yeah. What kind of pizza? Uh did you get like a, a, a good, nice 
sit downy kind of like your uh wood oven pizzas you know like a mm. hot fire no. pizza or get like a good old-fashioned slice well here's what happened i'll tell you what happened so we have this coffee shop in our neighborhood we love and we go there all the time. We've probably spent, I'm not kidding, probably $15,000 there over the last pandemic. Uh, but the, the owners of it, who we love, also opened a pizza place. And it's, I mean, a 10-minute walk. It's not even that. It's probably oh, yeah. like a six-minute walk from our apartment. But we were watching the football game, so we're like, it's free delivery from them, so let's just order it delivery. But then the new delivery person there fucked Kansas up. Kansas City Chief football game? No, we were watching, last night we were watching the Iowa State Cyclones oh, football game. Iowa State Cyclone football game. Yeah. But the, the delivery person fucked up and just gave it to somebody else and was very apologetic about it. Was like, I thought it was the right family. And so we ended up at halftime walking up there and just grabbing slices. So it was just, and it's a good pizza place, but it's just New York pizza, you know? Um, yeah. But I think maybe tomorrow night we might go, go, go to on Stone Street in Manhattan. You built a house down there once you, or something. You built a building down there once. Sure. Um, by Water Street down there, you know? Uh, where you built, you worked on some project down there. Um, uh, there's a place called Adrian's. It's delicious. Oh yeah. And, my, yeah. and we always eat no, there. That's we, Rocky you know. Balboa's restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Monsanto's restaurant is your friend. Uh, but yeah, so we are probably going to go there and get some fancy pizza tomorrow. And then I just Ooh. got another hellish week at work. So don't we that? all baby that's Maybe. life, huh? Yeah. Let's die. Um, I'm building, uh, I was all over the place. I'm building a party barn, whoa. a uh, golf cart maintenance shop, and a storage facility. Just this feels like a Johnny Carson joke where he does crack Karnak and he's like, Yeah, and then he pulls it out. He's like, A, go- a party that barn, a golf cart restoration system, and whatever the third thing. And then he goes, Places uh, Ed McMahon wakes up every Saturday morning. Oh, this party barn is going to be fucking fly as hell. Where's it at? What city? Bondu Rants for like weddings and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, it's big, man. I had to take the scissor lift all the way up to the top of the ceiling to be able to drill my holes in the wood. Would you vote for that scissor lift? Oh, yeah. Um, God dang. Bondurant. I haven't heard about that town in a long time. Yeah. Oh, no, that poor town. They don't even have on their Wikipedia. They don't even have famous people. Oh, fuck. Fuck Bondurant. It's just a fucking shitty little highway town. Yeah. It's just a Casey's town. Have you met the mayor, Kurt you know, Sullivan, you, yet? No, but he's up. He's up for reelection. So we'll see how that goes. I saw yeah. this. I saw the signs and it opened up my eyes. Oh, my God. Did you hear they're Nazi? The uh, Ace, of Base? Ace of Base is a Nazi band. Yeah. Their lead I singer did not was see that. Yeah. I, I guess it was a thing that was like it, it was uncovered like in the early 2000s, but before like stuff went viral. So like not everybody saw it. Uh, and it was kind of came back into the like a couple weeks ago. It was trending on Twitter that I guess they're like white nationalist type dudes. And that like all of their lyrics have these like undertones from like Nazi propaganda and like all oh, these yeah. white supremacists. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Oh, there she wants. Is another baby. Yeah. That's pure blooded for the and blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird, but it's funny. And somebody was I saw somebody being like, What about Chumbawamba? And of course, Chumbawamba is the other opposite. Chumbawamba was like a radical socialist hardcore. How do you go from Ace of Base to Chumbawamba? Because people remember one hit wonders altogether, you know? Ace of Base had three hits, okay? Still, I saw the sign was such a don't turn around. Don't turn around. Uh oh. 
Was that them? No. <laughs> don't turn around if you want to see my heart break. That is not a hit. Don't turn around if you want to. That was a, they had three number one hits, dude. That song sucks and it's not a hit. I won't take that as a hit. Um, it's huge. It's bigger than fucking waterfalls. Hmm. You know? No shit. Do you know who wrote that come, song? Come, lady. Come, you, come, lady. Okay, well, that song You're my was... waterfall. Sugar, baby. That was a that was a cover. That was a Tina Turner song first recorded. Do you know who wrote the song Don't Turn Around? Uh, Tom Petty. No, Albert Hammond, whose son mm-hmm. is Albert Hammond Jr., the guy from The Strokes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that weird? Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember when I found out the guy from The Strokes' dad was also like a musician. And I'm like, fuck it. Every, everybody is. One of the new SNL writers, Alex English, who's great, got hired to write for SNL. But one of the oh, other cool. SNL writers, his dad is also an SNL writer. <laughs> and it's like, go fuck. Come on. There's yeah. nothing, nothing matters anymore. Um, let's see. Any other fun stuff? You've been playing any bo- any video games? No. No? You guys watch what programs you guys watching? You still watching? Was it Fringe? What are you guys watching? Uh, bones? A lot of bones. Bones, yeah. A lot of bones. Where are you guys out? I, oh, we're, we're almost done. I'm Freaks mostly. Out. Oh yeah. Uh, if it's if it's bones, I'm watching phones. Nice. You know what I mean? Freaks and Geeks guy is on that, and I like him a lot in there. Oh well, he gets killed off. Yeah, you know he's friends with Hannah Ty. Have we talked about that? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, they're like good friends. Like he dated huh. her best friend for a long time, and like Fun. she calls him, and like they still keep in touch. That's pretty cool. He wrote horrible bosses. He rocks that guy. Nice. Um, yeah, I remember I, enj- I watched a little bit of bones, but boy, um, I don't know what I've been. I, I, I watched football, uh, football, football, a lot of football. Boy, your Raiders are crushing it. Raiders and Hawkeyes undefeated That's in right. the fucking October. This Ra- has never happened before. Hawkeyes I'll are number take it. Hawkeyes number are number three. three in the country. Gonna play um, there. One of the biggest games I've ever played at Kinnick Stadium this Saturday. You gonna go? No. We're currently playing each other in fantasy football right now. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, me neither. I don't pay attention. Uh, I have not been paying attention at all to fantasy this year. But uh, at the beginning of the day, you were supposed to beat me by like 40 points. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, like the projections. But then Tyreek Hill had a, went off and had a crazy day. Um, so now it looks like I'll pro- I possibly will win. But uh, you got a good team. Galen Hurts really gave him the what for in it. Well, he went up against the Chiefs defense. So. Yeah, that defense that'll is. Make, that'll make anybody look good. There was no punts today. No punts. One pick. turn. That was a, there was a pick, and there was a turnover on downs, and everything else was a score. Mm. Not good. Um, but, yeah, so Iowa State, it's fun. I like watching Iowa State play when they're not ranked in the top 10. It's a lot more, a lot less stressful. Still, they could have the, the the best season in school history yeah, pretty easily. I'm still cool with this. I you, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I I still am all on, on board. Um, it's just Big it's a lot twelve be- championship is still yeah. still there, possible. So I just really hate the when you hear everybody on TV be like, "These guys are supposed to be the greatest team of all time," and you're like, "I don't know, man. We were yeah. shit a month ago." <laughs> like you know, like I there's a. There's t-shirts I haven't worn since the last time we, we didn't win a game in a season, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but still pretty cool. Nebraska, I hate Scott Frost, but I do like to see them put up a lot of points. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, when I take a quick little uh, break, let's do it. Trending. The topics. Trending got topics. a fucking trend. The topics. Trending topics. Get yourself a friend. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, trending topics. A lot of bullshit. Do. A lot of bullshit right now in these trending topics. Hey, a lot of bullshit on this podcast, huh? Yeah. The Okay, so you watch the what if. Are you all caught up on what if now? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Great. The Ultron. What if Ultron won? Um, and I like yeah. seeing how they're bringing the watcher. Like now the watcher is just like a fucking part of it. There's also a lot of talk, like one of the planets that he fought the watcher through potentially was a star Wars planet. Cause he's screamed. They're screaming about like how there's all these multiverses and everything's falling apart. And right. they're like, that could be it. There's a lot of talk that that was a star Wars planet. Yeah. That's um, cool. And then uh, yeah, I like how it's setting it up so that all these one-offs, all these like in, unconnected stories will all tie together um and potentially tie into the rest of the things um speaking of the mcu did you watch you haven't seen venom yet uh-uh we should try to see that this week not together of course but um yeah i really want to know what it does how it ties in because i'm assuming it's got to tie into the mcu a little bit or somehow but i want to know but i don't want to spoil it i don't want to google it and read it you know yeah but i didn't give a shit about that first movie it wasn't bad but it wasn't you know, I don't care about Venom. I don't like I didn't like that comic book, the Maximum Carnage comics and stuff. So, yeah, but dude, think of the merch. I mean, I'm always thinking about you look cool. That shirt's cool. He's a cool guy. Tom Hardy's cool yeah. as shit. I saw yeah, a funny dude. thing of uh, what was it like? GQ does all these videos on YouTube. That's like two actors answer questions most Googled about themselves. And it was him and it was it was Tom Hardy and Andy Serkis who directs the new Venom movie. And one of in, one of uh, Tom Hardy's questions was like, what is Tom Hardy doing now? And he's like, I don't fucking know. What a stupid question. And it was just so funny. It oh, just yeah. seemed like so off the cuff of like, I don't fucking know. Skip it. Move on. It's always funny. Uh, just British actors, because you always forget they're British. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the type like him where mm-hmm. they've just like had leading roles in America, like Hollywood led films for decades almost. And then all of a sudden they talk and it's like, Oh, they asked, or it's really weird when it's somebody from a sitcom. Oh, sure. You ever seen that good doctor show? Yeah. That guy. Well, the good doctor, that fucker's British. Yeah. Freddie Highmore. Yeah. He was in, let's see. That's what happens when I get some drugs. He's the kid from the Charlie Highmore. He's the kid from the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reboot. He's Charlie in that. Oh, boy. yeah. Um, the, uh, well, it wasn't a reboot. It was a adaptation of the book. Yeah, you're right. Claire Forlani. You know who she is? Oh, do I? Yeah, she's British. And that's a real surprise to me. Pharrell? Yeah, I because she's in like every, you know, Mall Rats, Meet Joe Black. Yeah. All this stuff. She's in everything. Yeah. These two movies. And well, she's in a lot of stuff. Those are the ones that Google showed me right away because I'm looking at it. But oh, uh, the... I saw her in some movie as British and I was like, that's fucking silly that she's be- being British in this movie. And then, no, she is a British person. Yeah, a big crush on the 
Claire Forlani. Me too. Oh, golly. Um, and she's been around forever. She was in Mystery Men. I didn't even know that. She's still in stuff. The Rock. Yeah. She's on the. Okay. So she was in a bunch of episodes. She's in a lot of TV. She's in Hawaii Five O. The that show that's oh. on. She was on. She's currently in a show called Departure. It's amazing how long some of these procedural shows are just allowed to just like Buddy, go on. There are so many shows. I saw Tubi, that fucking thing that we talk that we watch cartoons on. You know, they yeah. are making original content now. And there's like a drama series that's coming out on Tubi. And there's a John Lovitz <laughs> drama. There's a John Lovitz sitcom coming out on Tubi where he plays like a teacher. I was like, what huh. the everything has. And I can't sell a show, you know, I yeah. got I got Joe's me and Nasser dry. We write our asses off. Nobody wants them. Nobody gives a fuck. Uh, Trending. Yeah, clarify. <laughs> Uh, and they asked also in that same com- that same video I saw, they asked uh, Tom Hardy what his accent was. And he's like, it's a lot of stuff. He was just so vague. Heck yeah. He's like, it's British, Australian. It's whatever I need it to be, you know? Uh, yeah. Pretty funny. Um, let's see. What else do we got for trending topics? Uh, the Mini Saints of New York. Now, did you ever watch The Sopranos? That's going to be a big Sopran. Uh, no. God, if you said yes. <laughs> Uh, so you do not give a fuck about this movie, I assume, unless you want to watch it first. You could do that, like the prequels. Oh, like you could watch oh. it and then watch the series, and then you'd see that all is the one connections. Of the good things about how that thing sets up. So I mean, sure. Yeah, but I uh, Sopranos kicks ass. Uh, I have not seen this movie yet because since uh, mother in law's in town. Uh, she had never seen it. So, oh, by the way, I showed her two sketches from I think is, you should leave. I heard she did not like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She was not into it. <laughs> I just want to know when they're going to make another fucking entourage movie, you know? Sure. Well, Tenue uh, adventure of Vinny Chase and the boys. Apparently, uh, there's a bit, there's a show on uh, Netflix right now. That's like a big show called clickbait. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like one of those like Netflix shows that like everybody's talking about. And uh, Adrian Grenier's in it blew my mind. Mark Sanchez, baby. Yeah, I didn't think he was doing stuff. It's fun. Uh, what else we got? Now, you told me something. I thought I'd, let, I'd get open the space for you. Uh, I know it's Halloween time. What's this Friday the 13th lawsuit? Oh, well, in case you didn't know, the uh, Friday the 13th I didn't franchise. know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, That's why I asked. Lo- I didn't know. That's why I asked you. Okay. Anyway, what else? Uh... Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, they haven't been able to make any like Friday the Thirteenth content or movies for a while because there's been a lot of like red tape litigation going oh. on around going around our old buddy Jason because the guy who uh, create like made the screenplay for the first one wasn't getting money for anything else, and he was like, "I should." Uh, I created Jason. Mm-hmm. And you know, so basically, lawyers and stuff, and then the other people were like, "Yeah, but we uh, made him a killer that lived in the woods and put a hockey mask on, basically." Yeah. So they're saying and, they uh, changed it enough that it's an original idea or something. Yeah, yeah. So now it's settled where the dude is going to get some money for everything. Good. But uh, yeah, 
So now we just need those two to come together and make them after suing each other and start making some more Friday the 13th. Stuff. Well, that's a fucked up thing that I, I think we've briefly mentioned it a couple times on here, but the thing about um Marvel and how they don't pay the like if you create yeah. a character, you're but they don't, you know. For 35 years, I found out. And that's what happened with uh Friday the thirteenth. Well, and Marvel sued back in the there's there's this thing called like the the there's a Disney did. There's a thing called like the the Mickey Copyright Mouse. Copyright Act. Yeah, the Mickey Mouse rule or something that um for certain ones, you can charge it because Mickey Mouse should have yeah. been public domain by now. But Disney was like, fuck, no. I mean, um, the Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Steamboat Steamboat Willie was yeah. uh, ripped off by that old uh, grifter. Mm-hmm. Not grifter. Homeless dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hobo. Uh, Hobo's a lot more classy. You know, you get to eat beans. Yeah, I think they're all problematic at this point. Uh, but yeah, that I think that's always really weird. Like... What do you create something that makes people billions of dollars and you get fucking not, nothing or not a lot? Oh, you know? yeah. Like the fact that all these people died. I mean, Dan Umpton had a tweet about it, but the fact that like Steve Ditko died poor, you know, mm-hmm. in in like the 90s or whatever, 2000s. It's not like it happened in the it's not like Edgar Allan Poe hey, never got money for his shit because it was the 1800s. But There's a lot of rich people died. No one's ever going to remember them, you know? Mm hmm. Steve Ditko is gonna go Dick go down in history. Also, there's a lot of people pointing out that Steve Ditko was a hardcore libertarian, so he would have loved the fact that the large corporation made all the money and that the little person didn't. You know, like he would yeah. have politically been on the side of Disney, and it's like that's yeah. funny. Um, fucking pick yourself up by your bootstraps, man. It's your own yeah. limitations is that you fucking sign that contract. There's something about how we're running out of government's gonna be out of money by October nineteenth. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, fucking Joe Biden uh, doesn't put America first and just yeah. wants to spend money on shit. Like, we should uh, not only should... the infrastructure, but like an other, like another infrastructure for stuff mm-hmm. for like social programs. And it's like, ugh. We should uh, try to get the government uh, $1,400. I bet that'd be helpful, you know? How about a bill that just gives me like uh, $10,000? How about a guy named Bill that just gives me ten thousand dollars? They could sneak that onto a bill. Yeah, they probably and they do the shit like that. Front yeah. fucking Grant Act. We should try to get a grant. I, now, I, I, ever since watching Batman, I'm just obsessed with getting a fucking grant. A lot of people, uh, recently, I believe uh, Caitlin Palufa was one, perhaps. Uh, some comics, Ariel Elias was one. Some comics recently got a grant because they did the work. They filled out the applications for this like comedic grant that the government was giving out or maybe the state of New York and they got them. So they just got like whatever, like five grand to use to make comedy. To be an artist. Yeah, that's right. And in Canada, that happens a lot. Now, Canadians. Oh, yeah. When I bring that up, because apparently there's a lot of loopholes to it. But still, um, England's the same way. When you care about arts, you can do stuff in New York or in uh, America. They do not do that, which is why we have (coughs) jobs. I want to. They have fart grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you know, I had. Like, I wish I had that artistic grant where my parents were just rich or already famous. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else? I thought this would be kind of fun because uh, things are opening up now. I, I brought up the domestic 2020 this week charts, film charts. Um, you saw Shang Chi. I saw Shang Chi. Good movie. That's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two is Dear Evan Shang-Chi Hansen. Shang-Chi Redemption. Shang-Chi Redemption. Number two is Dear Evan Hansen, which uh, I like 
the musical to an extent. I think it's a bad story. The movie looks terrible. And like the it's about a kid who does a really fucked up thing. And in the musical, there's a comeuppance. And apparently in the movie, they've removed the comeuppance. So it's just a guy who does a really bad thing, pretending like it's not a bad thing. Well, you know, I think the handsome guys are cool, so I might check it out. Yeah, mbop, mbop. <laughs> big, big miss not putting mbop in Dear Evan Hansen. That's a tweet. Yeah. There's something in there. There's a tweet in there somewhere. Um, and then number three is Free Guy. Have you seen Free Guy? Uh, no, but uh, I, 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 I would like to. It's got. I've heard it, good things, and it's got you know Ryan Reynolds and Taiki Waititi and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been out people that I like. It's been and out that a lady while. from Killing Eve is pretty good. Yeah, she's in yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's been out for 51 days, seven weeks, still and out. it's still in the top three. And I understand we're in a pandemic, so things are a little different, but that's pretty crazy. And it was number two last week. The only reason it's not but, number two this week is because Dear yeah. Evan Hansen came out. Fucking uh, Snake Eyes didn't do that shit. No, exactly. Snake Eyes ain't even on this fucking the top 30. I don't even see it. Um. Then after that is Candyman. You seen the new yeah, Candyman? Yeah, I fell asleep to that. Yeah, we rented it last weekend. Oh. Ponied up the 20 and I've made it like 20 minutes in. But yeah. But did you try watching it after 7 p.m.? Because you go to bed pretty early. Yeah, I did. How tired are you all day from, uh, well, first from working and then also from, you know, jacking off to all that foot porn? Oh, you, you know, well, I don't really get tired until I watch all the foot porn. And then, <laughs> and then it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like this new world we were creating. Um, number six is, oh, then number five is Cry Macho. Have you seen that? It's on HBO Max. Uh, no, that's all right. I cried Macho when Randy Savage died. That's right. I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck. need to do that again. I don't give a fuck about Clint Eastwood movies. Uh, that too. Also, we have CGI to look less old. I heard a quote it's from like him, though, that I. Crypt Keeper CGI. I, oh, I, yeah. Was I heard a, a quote from him or an empty seat. <laughs> God is dumbass. Uh, I heard a quote from him where he was talking about how um, somebody that worked with him was like, what do you prefer acting or directing? And he's like, I like directing better because whenever I act, I look at myself on screen and I go, Jesus, that old man. Yeah. And so I like that. He's like aware of it, you know? Uh, Then number six is jungle cruise, which you saw. Yeah. You loved it, right? It It was a good fun romp. Did you uh, yeah. with a little bit deeper twist than you would expect out of uh, it? So yeah. Did you watch *Malignant*, that new horror movie? It's on HBO Max. Hell no. Nah. I thought you loved that shit. I don't know what that is, man. I like old horror movies. Okay, well, that's a horror the movie. 80s with um, people in short shorts and tall socks. Last one I'll reference because the only one I have heard of on this list is uh, *Cop Shop*. Have you heard of this movie? No. It's uh, gone. I'm great at trending topics. No, that's fine. This is what it is. This thing. And also, I didn't set this up for you. It's not like I messaged you and said, hey, we're going to go down the domestic box office. Um, yeah. Cop Shop is just an action movie that's out that probably never would have got on the charts if it wasn't for the pandemic. Starring hey, somebody's winning Gerard Butler. But I every time they talk in the trailers when they are in the commercials on TV, when they're like yeah. Cop Shop, I always Boy. hear come shot <laughs> and so gerard butler yeah has made quite the career off of like second tier movies that are still getting theatrical releases oh yeah he's like, got like a list all of his movies sound fake 
Yeah, and you like forget about like most of them are forgotten about in like two weeks, but for some reason it's like hey, somebody get me Leonidas to fucking yeah. save the president. And we met he was at the bar when we were in Europe. He was at the oh yeah in the we were in Glasgow, he was in Glasgow and he was at the same bar we were at one night. We didn't fuck with him, but he was there. Was um, this pre or post three hundred? This was Phantom of the Opera. So uh pre so pre three hundred? Yeah, three hundred. Three uh same uh, yeah, a year before Phantom of the Opera. Cause well, cause three hundred uh yeah, cause three hundred came out in 06, and this was in 05. Um but uh he all so these you could have approached him, nobody would have recognized him. These are some of his movies. Well, and he's from there, so he he had like a big entree. He had like a his own entree. Oh yeah. Um the bounty hunter. Oh yeah. Machine gun preacher. Olympus has fallen. Fake. A family Real. man. The Vanishing, Fake. Angel Has Fallen, Greenland. That's a weird name for a movie. Fake. And then he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies in post production, including Greenland 2 and, and Den of Thieves 2. So it's like yeah, that dude. guy just works. Exactly. Den of Thieves was another one of those movies that like came into the theaters. Yeah, just like they're getting a part two. It's like that thing. What's his name? Does that too? Sort of now. Uh, uh, Qui Gon Jinn. He Liam just put, Neeson. Yeah, he'll just have movies that you're like, what? Okay. You retired from action. He, he retired from action movies, really? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't see that. I saw that. Um, Qui Gon, but not forgotten. Oh yeah, he says he's retiring from the action genre. That's crazy. Um. Yep. Then did you see that? Uh, your who's your favorite singer? What's his name? David Lee Roth. He retired. I didn't see that. Yeah, he's retiring from performing. Well, you know, he's mostly been retired from performing for a while. Yeah. Um, Plus, you can't have you can't have like fucking you know sex icons coming back out in their seventies. You know. Yeah. Well, I think half the, of the appeal of David Lee Roth is. Seeing him fucking run around in the eighties being the, ripped. Uh Max I saw Max Fine went to a Rolling Stones concert the other day at I think Madison Square Garden. And the yeah. video, it's like, ugh. It looks like an old folks home just got up and had to perform. <laughs> like they're so sinewy and shit. Uh I see this. Okay, so I Googled it. Liam Neeson announces retirement from action movies. And then this is a British article, and you can tell it's a British article because the next sentence is actor who is 68 joked he'd be on a zimmer frame soon <laughs> i was like what the fuck is a zimmer frame yeah i google it it's a walker you know like a walker with the tennis balls on the oh, bottom yeah. in, in england they call that a zimmer frame of course england's fucking silly uh um, yeah we should bomb it ah whoa <laughs> i don't think i was thinking that i think you go oh oh shit no uh-uh no, 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 no. I they'd see, probably be mad. A couple other things that I wanted. If to I do, know them, and I think, like I think I do, they'd yeah. be mad. So, um, a couple other things I want to touch on quick before we wrap up turning topics. One, congratulations, Britney Spears. Her horrible father is no longer her conservator, even though, like in the last two weeks, he sold like four properties that she owned for cash. So, oh, fuck he's that. able to hit her one more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, 
also, this is I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, what's your experience with Seinfeld? Uh, I used to watch it a lot. I I haven't circled back to Seinfeld. Have you ever, ever. Have you ever watched it and, like uh, I watched bottom? it at its peak? Yeah, when it was on, of course. But did you ever watch it but like? Not have you too ever watched in reruns and yeah. uh, just haven't circled back around to it? Same same thing. It just got sent to FedEx or fucking. Well, you know, that that's one way to get it delivered. <laughs> it just got sent to Netflix. And I think uh, we're going to watch every episode because I, 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 I've seen that handful. I always enjoy it. I love that cast. Um, yeah. And so I think, I Anytime mean, of course, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's not trying to be a bee and fuck a lady, you know, yeah. or fuck that's a 17 year old girl. I'm all right with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's interesting. I want to see that on Netflix. And then uh, I think, yeah, a, what is the deal with that? What is the deal? Um, I think that's about it. Sign, it's uh, going to be weird watching the first season. Well, a lot of those shows are like that too. When you watch the first season and, and it's terrible, certain things aren't established. Yeah. You know? I've been, I've been watching a ton of the Simpsons lately and I just cannot, uh, uh, the first season, I cannot go back and rewatch it and enjoy it. I just get burned it's out just, every time. Yeah. Well, not only that, but when I grew up watching it in reruns. Yeah. First season episodes automatically like they feel different. Like, like, cause Kramer, yeah. especially in Seinfeld, Kramer's like a shut in at the beginning. He hadn't left the building in like 10 years or something. Uh -huh. um, he's portrayed he's, different. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Well, that's just, like I said, that's so many shows and it's just funny how, it is like that. Or were they just trying to figure out like certain dynamics? Like, yeah, uh, you know. I like it when a show gets real. Like we've talked about this a lot. Like speaking of TGIF earlier, like when uh, Family Matters was just like, ah, we don't need that other girl anymore. <laughs> like, I always right. think that's funny. Or I, I like I've seen a lot more recently where you have these shows that just kind of like get off the rails and have been on for so long and they're already like a loose like uh something like uh the goldbergs or yeah. uh there's another one i was the thinking middle where they just remember the middle where they just kind of fucking off and do whatever do they want because yeah. nobody's really like watching like, when a show but like they can, are you can always see when like a show does a musical episode or like it's a community made jokes about this but like it does a musical episode or it does a dream episode or some shit like that where like the whole episode is not a sitcom. It's not a normal TV show. And you can tell it's because the writers are so fucking bored. You know? Oh, yeah. They're like, we've told every story we can with this show. Uh, uh, something I wanted to... I, I, I did a thing. Did you ever watch SVU? Law and Order SVU? SVU? Uh-uh. So... When it was when I was in high school or whatever, early I watched some right. of it, and I liked the dynamic of them two, Benson and whatever Stabler. And then he left the show in 2011. Now I've seen a handful of reruns over the years, of course, but I I don't watch the show regularly. It's been on for like 25 years now, and all I knew was that Stabler came back. Chris Maloney, who I think is a great actor and very cool and politically good. He's come back to the series and now he's got his own show called like Law and Order. Uh, uh, it's like mob, mob crime or whatever, organized crime. Yeah. So I was like the other night, I was like, I wonder what, how they brought him back in the show? What happened? Right. And so it's an episode from last year and I go watch it 
And at the beginning, it's he's back in town. Turns out he's been living in Italy, working with the NYPD. Mama mia. Doing crime work, like looking up criminal, like organized crime shit. He came back and somebody bombed his car while his wife was in it. So it's like a mob hit type thing. But his wife goes to the hospital and it's very tragic. But then the when when the, the SVU unit get in on it, they're like, somebody somebody bombed a stabler's car and they're like, oh my God. And at no point is anyone like, oh yeah, we haven't seen that guy in fucking 10 years. He hasn't mentioned, yeah. he hasn't said a word in 10 years. And they're just acting like it's been one episode since we saw him. But then they're like, so what happened with the bomb? And then they're like, well, there was a, a Black Lives Matter protest a couple blocks away. Do you think somebody from there bombed the police car? And they're like, that was probably it. Let's start looking at him. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what? You're putting this on protesters? And of course it's the first part of the SVU the law and order episode. So it's like, that's the red herring. But I'm like, right. You're, 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 that's where you're going with this on your already propaganda show. So I fucking flipped it off. I couldn't do it. Love you. Yeah. Chris Maloney. You're fantastic. And wet out. I think it's summer, crazy. But- I was thinking about this the other day. NCIS is a spinoff of JAG. Yeah. I have tweeted <laughs> that buddy. I have so the tweeted Jag that universe. sentence. It the, is insane. The Jack universe is just like still going. And now they're bringing, uh, uh, not NCIS, but they're bringing the original CIS back. No, CSI. Oh. The original CSI, the original cast. With Robert Patterson or whatever. It's definitely not Robert Patterson. That's, that's the Patrick guy from Robertson. Twilight. <laughs> that's the guy from Twilight. William Peterson. There we go. Yeah, William Peterson and Marge Hillerson, who's from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They're back in it. And uh, she's like an ex showgirl in the show, right? I don't know. They're calling it like... CSI. They're now they're the they're, they're calling it CSI Las Vegas now because now all the shows have cities in the names. And then when they originally did it, it was just a show called CSI, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And they're also bringing Law and Order back, the original Law and Order series with Sam Waterston. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Everything that, yeah, this is trending topics, you fucking dits. Yeah, we did it, man. John Oliver's or John Stewart's new show is out. I have not watched it because I don't give a shit. Mm-mm. Um, SNL's back. Uh, Sarah Sherman, Sarah Squirm. You know Sarah Squirm, right? Uh, I'm aware of her. Yeah, she, I, don't I think know she her. she did Jackknife uh, once or twice. She's great. She's very funny, very insane performer. Very we. I I hope I think she's gonna be fantastic on SNL. But it's one of those things. It's like, well, she's a very defined character. And very funny at what she does. It's weird that they would hire her, but also maybe a good sign. And then uh, James Austin Johnson's on the show. He's fantastic. Uh, Austin and- Johnson was my nickname in high school. <laughs> fantastic. Austin 316 Johnson. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Alex English, great comic who, uh, you know, again, just a New York comic who's done Jackknife, probably did uh, House of Bricks Blues, I'm sure, or House of Bricks, I'm assuming. Uh, he's also a writer now. So that's fucking sick. Nice. So. Last night, the first episode was Owen Wilson. I like him a lot, wow. so I watched some of it. It was really good. Wow. And Luke Wilson, they did a sketch. Remember how Bezos went to space? Who was the band? Metallica? Casey Musgraves. But Sarah Squirm said... And the that Sunshine she, Band? Yeah. Uh, Sarah Squirm said she... Her first day, she pitched, can we have Metallica on this year? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so uh, SNL's back. I don't know. That's about it for trending topic. Do you want to take a stop down and jump into the rest of the show? Fuck Yeah. Sorry, there's not always jokes at the end of these segments anymore. There are jokes all over that thing. You got a joke, Reem? You got a joke you can tell right now, just real quick, just a, a popper? No, sorry, man. Not off the top of my head. 
The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, buddy. It's time. That's right. First go. first episode of <clears throat> ha- Halloween Candy Month. Halloween Candy. Oh. That was a spooky Halloween noise. It's, it's Halloween Candy Month. We're all oh. month we talk about John Candy movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Ringo. And musical guest Metallica. Um, good idea. Now, I think we did this as an accident, right? We riffed this months ago. Yeah. 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 We did. We riffed it and then we just leaned into it. And I kept, I kept randomly calling it out. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm just stoked after having watched this to watch, uh, I don't know. There's just this type of comedy that we got to grow up on in like the eighties to the nineties where, you had all of that original SNL cast. Yeah. And, and all that SCC second TV. city blood. And yeah. And yeah, just all. And John Hughes was making money. So he was able to, I mean, he made this, but he produced a lot of stuff too. Yeah. There's just all of these like uh, good classic mo- comedies that, you know, we don't really get anymore for yeah. a lot of different reasons. When did you uh, watch? When did you watch? So today we're talking about planes, trains, and automobiles came out in mm-hmm. 1987. Yeah. You know, it's a sad thing. And I wish I wasn't this way, but I could not stop thinking every time I see John Candy on screen, he has no idea he'll be dead in less than 10 years. Yeah. Very sad, which is how we all are. We don't know. Oh, yeah, totally. But the whole time I'm just like and and I also was like, man, think of all the fucking hilarious things he's going to do between now and then. You know, right. It's great. Yeah. When did you when did you watch this? First. Or like, a, well, yeah, first time you watch, what's your history with this? I can, I, I, I don't think I've really seen this since. Uh, what's fun is this and Great Outdoors, uh, I can remember seeing multiple times as a kid. So rented from a VHS store, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I don't think I've seen them since. So I never saw Planes and Trains and Auto. If, if I did, it was in the background. So like I... I knew it was oh, a, interesting. I knew Good. it was a Thanksgiving movie. That's it, though. Yeah. But I didn't remember like plots or anything like that. Um, and I watched it for the first time last Thanksgiving. And really, I think I talked about it on here. I was very sad. I mean, I the whole turn of his wife being dead was a real surprise to me. You know, like I yeah. I felt it in real time. Um, whereas to mention the other movie you talked about, Great Outdoors, I could probably recite that movie top to bottom. I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, and one thing I think that's in, and, and when did you rewatch it then for this the show? Morning. Oh, yeah. this morning. Wow. Yeah. So it's fresh. I'm normally a Sunday morning guy because I procrastinate. And then, yeah. Uh, I watched it. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I did last night. I, um, since uh, the mother in law's in town, she was sleeping in the living room. So uh, when Stacy went to bed, I sat at this exact spot I'm at right now. And on one of my computer screens, I had the movie up. On the other one, I had my notes up. It felt like I was doing work. It felt really good. Hell yeah. In a good way, in a positive way, you know? Instead of just sitting on the couch and I'm kind of half-assed making notes and I'm looking at my phone, 
it's dark in the room. I'm watching this movie yeah. and I'm making all my notes and I kept opening new browser tabs and reading stuff and, you know, looking up things. And it's a it's a really interesting movie, too, for uh, Candy's career trajectory. Yeah, uh, too. I don't have it pulled up, but it's I basically right like right after this. It, this is like his first like big screen time. Yeah. You know, like Spaceballs. He was really Side great in a, an ensemble, you know. Yeah. But, but when we're talking this, about he's films, sharing the stage with, you know, one of the biggest comedy stars of the day, Steve Martin, and he's like side by side with that. And, and he also he, he pretty much blows up after this. Well, you know what? So I'm looking at his filmography right now, and I'm going to say that his prior to this, he's in a lot of random, like, a, I mean, obviously, Splash, he's in as a side character and shit like that. He was never a lead. 1941, he's got it, Blues Brothers, he's got small parts in. Um, Stripes, though, would probably be one of his first bigger ones, but he's still small in that. Uh, and honestly, one of the things I knew him most from was 1985's Brewster's Millions. With Oh, yeah. With um, uh, Richard Pryor. I never understood the concept of that movie. I just knew he had to spend a lot of money and it resulted in hilarity. I think, now I might be wrong. I think he was a minor league ball player whose yeah. grandfather or father or uncle or something hated that he was a ball player, was a billionaire or millionaire and was going to leave all the money to him, but only if he could spend a million dollars in a month to prove that he would be able to do it or some shit like that. And I think he ended up yeah. buying the team. It's a good, it's one of those movies. It was on Comedy Central a lot when we were kids. It was a cable movie yeah. for me that I watched a lot. And then boom, 85, this motherfucker is in a hunt, like he's in, Brewster's Millions, follow that bird. He's the cop that pulls, uh, yeah. uh, for, uh, what's his name? Uh, Big Bird over. Summer Rental, which is kind of <laughs> like a precursor to, in my mind, it's a precursor to uh, uh, The Great Outdoors. It's like a poor family going on vacation. Right. And I love that movie. It's really good. Um, and that's kind, it wasn't a big hit, but it's kind, I bet that's a John Hughes even, if you look it up. Let me see. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. So there you go. Um, and then Volunteers, which is very bad, which is him. And it's a bad movie. I don't like the movie. I rewatched it over pandemic. It's him and Tom Hanks when Tom Hanks was just a slapstick comedy guy. But right. John Candy's awesome in it, though. Uh, and then he's got more bit parts like Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs. But then this is where it's like, boom, John Candy's yeah. star. Right. That's what totally. you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, Spaceballs is a pretty big part, but like, again, like he, sh it's way more of an ensemble. You everybody. Know, like, I bet you everybody in 1989 saw planes, trains and automobiles. Everybody oh, didn't yeah. see Spaceballs, you know? No. Every, yeah. And hardly anyone saw summer rental, no matter how good it was or not. You know, I like that mm -hmm. movie, but no, I'm just curious. Uh, mm -hmm. there was a, uh, reddit question about uh like if you could make a trilogy of movies that aren't like a trilogy you know like mm -hmm. with some kind of thematic through line you know yeah uh, do you have any to suggest and it got me thinking on this one but i could only think of the two pairings uh i couldn't think of the third movie in this but uh this movie really reminds me of tommy boy got yeah it does have a real yeah yeah and then uh just I love road comedies, Me you too. know, like maybe like 
you could sit down and watch Tommy Boy playing strange automobiles and Dumb and Dumber and in a group, you know, like yeah. a thing. Like, like if you were telling, like uh, if you were going to program, let's say you were going to program a triple feature. Yeah. Uh, running the show, a comedian writer, Liz, uh, uh, no, sorry, um, Katie, uh, uh, Humphrey, no, Katie from Boyle. Chicago who lives in LA now, McVeigh, Katie McVeigh, Katie McVeigh does these great things on Twitter where she's like, it's a thread of just, I think these would be great double feature movies, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. I think this would be a really fun double feature with a Tommy Boy with a black sheep, um, uh huh. I also think this would be kind of a really almost somber one. Watch this. And then right after this, you watch uh, uh, The Great Outdoors. So you get yeah. to see him with this great loss of a, of a love and a life. And then in The Great Outdoors, you get to see him be a wonderful husband and have that family. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that would be also really good. Um, now, let me let's just jump right into the going through it now. So it starts. Off, it starts off with. um Steve Martin, who uh, the whole time in my notes, I never get their characters. I know uh, John Candy is uh, Dell. Dell. And Steve Martin is what? Nolan? Is that his name? Yeah, that sounds about right. Neil. Steve Neil. Martin. Neil. So Steve Martin and John Candy are how I'm going to refer to him, though. Yeah, um, it's it's a, it's basically uh, better for more or less Felix and Oscar. Uh, yeah road trip it's us and but a lot of this movie i'm like whenever steve martin starts being an asshole i'm like oh that's us that's i'm steve (laughs) martin being an asshole you're john candy just being sweet and lovable Uh uh-huh you know i noticed that a lot in this thing it made me sad uh but so it oh i love first off one of the cool things is the very beginning when they show across the screen the plane trains and automobiles the sound cues are like when the word planes flies across it's planes trains and then you hear cars with automobiles and then the cars opened in New York city. And then he's sitting in an office, just watching his clock waiting to get out of there, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's so relatable to, Oh uh, yeah. Just, it, it, it's so weird because I mean, uh, it's all about commuting too. Yeah. I mean, it's, li- it's, it's all about through an old lens. So it's like stuff that is completely relatable happening alongside stuff that's like uh plot devices had that have aged out and stuff yeah so it's really weird and more plausible watching this movie now to where they could just get totally fucked in the situations that they do later you in the could movie. make and i believe they've talked about it but you could do a reboot of this that is its own inherent movie with its own twists and turns using today's roadblocks that would pop up you know the uber yeah. doesn't work the chase, uh, what is it called? The uh, your city bike gets a flat tire or stop, you know, like things like that could happen yeah. today, you know. You, you get a fraud alert and your credit card shuts down, exactly, exactly. Your cell phone's dead, you know, you run your cell phone, like all these things. You could do a version of this very similar to how, um, they did that uh, Ed Helms vacation, National Lampoon's vacation reboot that I think stands alone on its own. It's very funny because they they used the same premise, but they did it for today and made it really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's there and then he's trying to get out of work. He finally gets out of work because it's Thanksgiving. He's got to fly from New York home to Chicago. And right away, no problem he, there. He, he's um, where that's happening. That's like five blocks from my office, which is, I thought was pretty funny. I right away. You cool. can see Rosen Park. It's right around the corner from 
uh, 30 Rock. Yeah. So he's got to catch a flight and he goes to hail a cab. And that's, and that's just one thing right one now. One of the first things where I'm just like, have you ever hailed a cab? I Did have. You? I have, but five times in my life in New York. And they're all leaving in the airport. Yeah. And uh, uh, no, it was just all before Uber was as popular. Yeah. But um, the thing that I thought was before he hails the cab, and this happens a couple times, the taxi stands where you would just go to a, a side of the street. And everybody's and, lined up. Yeah. And they still yeah. do those. And I don't know who uses them, but they still do those like at, Grand, at Madison Square Garden. They have those taxi stands all the time. And like, of course, it's different when you're at the airport and they're lined up. But like they used to have those like on every other block. Yeah, I and know. I literally wrote in my notes, I'm really glad taxi lines aren't a thing like that anymore. Oh, um, yeah. Especially when you're just trying to walk by. Yeah. And then that's where you see he's trying to get the taxi and he sees Kevin Bacon, who's just a cameo. Yes. Um, <laughs> because. Yeah. How, how long yeah. after Footloose is this? Oh, this is a little bit after. But what it is, is it's right around the time of she's having his baby. Oh, yeah. 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 And John Hughes did that. And so it's all a, like Gun Hughes did a lot of snake eating his tail stuff because so Kevin Bacon's in this. And then later, when 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 Steve Martin calls home, his wife is in bed and the sound that you hear on the TV is her watching. She's having a baby. And then in the movie, she's having a baby. There's a scene where they're watching the great outdoors and they see John Candy in the great outdoors. So it's oh, a lot of like fine. inner universe play with these John Hughes movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so they, they're, they're all going home to Chicago. Yeah, they're running for the cars and uh, Steve Martin trips over this big junky trunk. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a good look at it. He's like, huh. And the camera does. And you're like, I bet well, that's a pretty important. distinct trunk. Yeah. It's like a trunk full of stickers and shit. It looks like a. Uh, also, I mean, bro, I don't know what uh, what was going on in the luggage section of Sears. Mm-hmm. Back in them days, but uh, come on, where's the where, where's the rolling luggage at in 1987? Yeah, it's, it's wild. I would have hated to travel back then, you know. Um, oh yeah. There's a part where they were literally they had like a sled they were trying to pull it on for a while. It's really weird. Um, yeah. Uh, so he says that, and then and I the whole time the 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 way it all looks, you just expect to see the Ecto one whip around a corner. It's so <laughs> inherent. Like. <laughs> When I see 1980s New York, yeah. that's what I think of. Absolutely. I um, uh, and so he Bossa Nova. Yeah, right. Um, like you're gonna look up and it's gonna be a theater that's showing critters, you know. Um, <laughs> and so Capital Kevin, critters. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bacon make, beats him to that car, and then he sees another one, and and he's getting ready to get in it, and this other douchebag gets in it first. Huge this douchebag. Huge, huge douchebag. And he's so shaking he's, him down for money. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you're a, you're a terrible person. He's like, kind of, I'm a lawyer. And it's like, well, that's our fun little dumb joke. Um, yeah. and so yeah, that was just a nonstop joke back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Lawyers suck like, shit. I was a kid. I don't even know what the fuck a lawyer was. I just knew they were horrible. I remember saying in like, class, every joke was just like, Oh, what do you call a hundred lawyers at the bottom of the sea? I don't know. Good start. Yeah, I, I remember in class telling a joke like at show and tell that was, uh, what's the worst thing about four lawyers driving off a cliff in a car? You can fit five lawyers in a car. <laughs> All the other eight-year-olds are like, <laughs> eh, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck, fuck lawyers. lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, 
So then he's haggling with this fella. And I love this little scene here where he's haggling with this other rich asshole to get this cab. And at the same time, John Candy just walks up and like hits the back of the trunk, the driver. And at first I'm like, oh, he's going to pop the trunk. But no, the driver gets all the way out and goes back and opens the trunk. They put the stuff in there. And then right as the rich guy finally gets the gets done, Fleece and Steve Martin, the taxi drives off. Right. Mm-hmm. And he chases after it and his suitcase gets run over. And that's exciting. Steve Martin's got a pretty awesome family for being such a miserable fucking piece of shit. He is a very miserable asshole in this. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, it works because he's very funny being a miserable asshole. Also, and they play off of each other well. But boy, there's something, a miserable asshole. There's something I saw. It's in the IMDb trivia. If I can find it, I'll read it. But, um, uh, okay, yeah. John Hughes shot over 600,000 feet of film, and that's like twice what the average was back then. And so there's so much that they... Th- there's whole storylines in this movie that were pulled out. And so I'm I'm guessing originally there was a lot more softening of him so that it was more of a, a break when he starts being an asshole. But then they kind of pull it out, and it's... I mean, it works, you know? But what works is how annoying john candy is able to be but he's not like over the top annoying where you can't stand him because that's a really fine line with a lot of characters where it's like the annoying guy that you're supposed to like also kind of have a soft spot for they just are just annoying yeah you know i was gonna tweet last night that um uh john candy could play lincoln abraham lincoln but Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't play Dell from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, he it's that whole thing. He's exactly right for this part. And if they made this movie today, they would put, like, fucking Josh Gad in there or something. Somebody who, or James Corden, somebody who is inherently yeah. unlikable. Yeah. But Hollywood thinks is likable. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's a real bummer. Um. And when you meet, so then he has to call his family and be like, uh, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm going on a different lane. I'm going to be late. And uh, his family is really interesting because so his daughter, his older daughter is Laura Jane Torkelson from the show, the Torkelsons and almost home. Uh, your which favorite was, Torkelson. She I know was you a had star. a Torkelson crush, right? I, she was a crush. I definitely had a crush on her, Olivia Burnett. And she's, if you look her up today, her IMDb photo is like a photo of her from like the early mid two thousands when she's probably like 25. And she is uh-huh. a she's gorgeous. Um, the son is Matthew Lawrence, who we That's mentioned I thought. earlier on in Brotherly Love. There's um, a good scene where he's like, I don't I don't like Indian birds. I, I prefer noogies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have there's a lot of realness feeling in there. Um, they don't ever really give the little boy the baby stage time, really. I didn't even know there there that he until had the one very until end. There, there's like a real where he's like there's a really weird scene where he's on the train reminiscing about his end? family. And there, yeah. And that's probably where all that footage went. Yeah. There's shit of him and his wife, like yeah. doing stuff, having dinner and hanging and, out. And like, stuff. and there, the, we didn't, we never saw this as an audience and they're if just showing you, it. And then, and then it just shows baby Louie playing Legos. If there's Duplos. a, if you, um, uh, watch the, I think you should leave sketch where the guy, um, Connor, whatever, is following Tim Robinson around honking because he's got that he's got a bumper sticker on his car that says honk if you're horny. So the guy keeps following him around honking, honking, honking. 
And he's like, I'm so horny. I thought you'd have porn or something. And he's like, no, it's just a bumper sticker, man. But then he opens his trunk and he does have a ton of porn and he gives it to Connor. And then at the end of the sketch, Connor is sitting in his truck just looking at porn. And he is doing it's it's got to be on purpose. It's like shot for shot remake of Steve Martin on the train in that scene. The way he's like looking around and smiling and put his hand over his face and like uh, just reminiscing about his life. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. same thing he's doing in this. I think you should leave sketch while he's looking at a fucking porn magazine. That's weird. It's so, it's like gotta be I'm from a reference. Now. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, one thing that's really great is uh, okay. So then he calls home. And he says he's gonna be on a later flight. Uh, and oh, and his wife also is. She plays Grace Mallory. She's the lady from the boys who got. She's the CIA agent lady who got them all together. Who like, she's like, I think she gets murdered in the beginning of the second season or the end of the first season. Oh, she's like a main lady on the boys, which is wild. You know, like 30 years later, uh-huh. she's still crushing it. Um, yeah. And so then he goes back and he sits down at the airport waiting for his flight. And we see John Candy again. And he's reading a book of romance novel called The Canadian Mounted. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a Mountie getting ready to yeah. fuck a lady. Really That's great. It's also great because he's Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 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 they're like, he's like, I know you from somewhere, right? And he's like, you stole my cab. And I get it, <laughs> but it's like, not really. You know, he didn't yeah. really. He just took the cab that was there. Um, he yeah, didn't know what those were two were. Off, talking you were with, fighting yeah, with exactly. some guy. Um, New York City, baby. Uh, but I love that. And I love how he introduces himself. It's like, and, it, it, the, it, he's treating the cab like you do the 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 slice place mm-hmm. or, or the bagel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he ordered a slice of pizza opens, and then somebody snagged it. That opening opens, you go. You know, yeah. it is a cordial. It's a cordial thing to do because you don't want to slow down everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you stand there while the cab's sitting there and the other person stands there. You're not doing nobody's doing anybody a favor. No, you, yeah. you got to see that opening. You got to fucking pounce. That's right. For the, for the good of the efficiency, man. Uh, and then they so then they get I, I got to say, I think shower curtain ring salesman is the funniest <laughs> job a character could ever no. have. And you can't ever do it again. Shower is the lead of the shower curtain ring division. division. Or yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's got such a long time, but like you can't, I couldn't write a movie. You couldn't write a movie. He has today a title and say on that. top of that. It's so funny. And um, at first it would seem like just a throwaway funny joke, mm-hmm. but they're able to bring it back multiple times. They use it all the time. Like where he, like whenever he mentions somebody and it's, it's such a real person thing. Like this is what I would. Yeah. Do. It's like when I it's talk like, about ah, Bob Stevenson sold him some, Fucking uh, it's, it's, shower yeah. curtain hangers. It's like when I see he somebody like favor. <laughs> whenever I see somebody like on a commercial, I'm like, oh, I know her. We did a show together once. It's always we did a show together once. It's like, I don't need a fuck. Of course, that's the reason, you know, this person. But it's him. He's like, oh, I, yeah, I know this guy. I sold him some shower curtains <laughs> rings once. He owes me one. Yeah. Um. Also, does he owe you one? All you did was you did your part. He did his part. Now it's over. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I could have watched. First off, I him dying. We deserved 
10 movies of John oh, Candy yeah. and Steve Martin acting back and forth. And also oh, they yeah. both said they have both said that this is their favorite movie they've ever done. Uh, well, they were great together. Yeah, and... their dynamic was and that you understand why they shot double the amount of film because they're probably so good at riffing each other. There's so much good annoyed Steve Martin like mm-hmm. uh, throughout this. The like, um when the, he they, a, a first hotel room. Yeah, well, scene. we even when they get on the plane and yeah. first off the line my dogs are barking which is something I have said my entire Dude, life. As soon as he took those foot, yeah, you probably got it from here. And he totally took his shoes off, it. but then he as takes soon, his socks. It's so perfect. Like he starts whipping them around. He's, be, he's being so annoying. And you see Steve Martin and be like simultaneously endearing too. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's just like he does not know. think he's being anything. He does not yeah. at all think he's being a pill right then. Um, yeah, so it cuts to and. Uh, uh, I like I said, as far as annoyed Steve Martin being great, the next shot is him getting sandwich sandwiched with mm-hmm. both people sleeping on him. Yeah, and the then- old guy that uh, I just remembered what he was from. He's the uh, old guy talking about Saigon whores and Tommy yeah, Boy and Tommy Boy. Yeah, um, and then also uh, 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 there's a part in that where. John Candy, like the plane gets ready to take off and John Candy's face is like inside Steve Martin's face. He's like right there and he goes, <laughs> I'll give you my left testicle if we land in Chicago when, or something. Yeah. Something like that. And I wrote that's yep. in my in my notes. I wrote, I hope John Candy is in heaven because he better be. He's God. <laughs> uh, uh, then they end up landing in Wichita um, and you see Ben Stein. Wichita, who, that's Wichita. You see Ben Stein, who's a fucking libertarian religious ma- maniac. Um, yeah. What a career. He used to be like a, he used well, to write for Nixon. John Hughes must have gave him his career because, yeah. I mean, Ferris he's Bueller. basically just brought in to like talk. Yeah. And we can all agree the real winner of Ben Stein's money was Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yeah, no shit. Uh, and so they land in Wichita and, uh, they're all it's same thing, almost the same sentence I wrote from before. I'm really glad those phone lines aren't a thing anymore where you had to oh get in line to make a phone call. Yes. And he calls his wife. And there's this other like, thing that you can just I, thinking about. Yeah. How many annoyances can happen with travel mm-hmm. and people are so stressed out with all the different things that happen with with travel and holiday travel and shit like that. Yeah. And just to think about this back then when you know you didn't have a line to your money all the time and yeah you couldn't get a hold of everybody all the time and when you like, would buy something it was he's talking to his wife and yeah there's a weird scene he's talking to his wife and there's a telephone cord mm-hmm. like stretching across half the shot yeah and and so there's, in- there's a little thing there's a lot of stuff in this that were just lines in the movie but when you hear them now it's like holy shit and so, well, first off, one thing, I think that one of the pulled stories from the show, one of the things that didn't make it in the movie is I feel like the wife might have thought he was cheating on her or lying because her reactions are always very much like it's like Over she's the, yeah. it's like she's acting with the knowledge that he's she thinks he's cheating on her. But that's never shown anywhere else. Um, Ooh, that's dark. I but like she it. gets now, off. I'm looking forward to a rewatch. Yeah. She gets off the um, 
And then there's a also, really funny you guys line. Have the same mustache. Huh? I know, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm never shaving again. I I got so depressed when I shaved my mustache last time. So I'm gonna let it grow till I'm dead. Uh, hopefully, just like John Candy, seven years. Uh, the uh, he gets out of the line, and then he goes and talks to John Candy, and John Candy's like. Yeah, there's no flights. Everything's canceled. And he's like, how do you know? And he's like, well, when you called your wife first, I called the airline. And then you're like, oh, God, yeah. So you get in that line. You get up there. You make your call. And then if you want to call somebody else, you got to go to the back of the fucking line again. Like, Jesus, you know? Oh, no way, man. Or you just have the people that sit there and make like three calls. So you're sitting there Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, oh, good. I get to call. I'm next and they just hung up the idea of, as soon as yeah. they hang up they reach in their pocket for another handful of change and ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. and you gotta call we gotta remember phone numbers you're like is it a six? Oh my god how many oh, phone you have numbers a little you black know? book how many phone numbers you Four. remember yeah i think i have two pizza place i worked at blockbuster i worked at my dad's phone number and uh uh that's probably it oh and 911 i have i have my cell phone number my parents' home phone number and my grandparents' home phone number. And I think that's it. I don't know Stacy. Dial down the center with 1 800 C A O A T T. Yeah. Um, what happens if you do 1 800 collect today? It's, I'm sure it still works. I'm going to try it. There's pay phones. Let me try it while we're talking. Yeah. Here. Call me collect. Let me see. Phone recent. Okay. Keypad. How do I go to speaker? Fuck it. I'll do it later. Um, I, I remember that's how we used to like uh, we I, we used to call my dad collect all the time. Yeah, but when they said call from, you'd say the thing. It's the Bob we had the a baby. Bob it's we a had boy. a baby. It's a boy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We used to do uh, that we'd too. We call collect and be like, oh, hey, uh, baseball practice is over. One hundred percent. I would call and be like, speech is over. Come pick me up. And then you'd hang up. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. The uh. Bob, we had a baby. It's a boy. Classic. Very good. So we had to. Uh, so they they end up going. Uh, uh, John Candy's like, well, I, I know this guy I sold rings to curtain rings to. Mm-hmm. He has a hotel. We can go there. And then the taxi that picks him up is Doobie's Taxiola. The license yeah. plate says Wolf. Uh, I couldn't remember what where I saw Doobie from, but that was a porn. sweet ride. He's a uh, his name. I can't here. I have the IMDb right here. His name is um, uh, it's right here. Larry ha- Larry Hankin. He's in a San Francisco stand-up, and he's in he's in a ton of shit. He was in Breaking Bad. He played old Joe more recently, but he was the neighbor upstairs on Friends uh, for a long time. There was always a neighbor that they would like get in. He would come up and yell at them sometimes, uh, Mister Heckles, and he was on Friends. Um, and like he was on every sitcom in the '90s. He was on Mad About You. He was on Boy Meets yeah, World, and that's what I remember. And he's a San Francisco stand-up, so he did all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and he's like dressed kind of like Elvis. And they're like, "Why aren't we taking the highway?" And he's like, "I thought your you said your friend wasn't from around here. I thought he'd want to look around." <laughs> it was a little it's creepy. Twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, pitch black out. Um, uh, and then they go to the hotel and they use the credit card chunk machine. That's like, chunk, and that's when they, that thing is so weird. Yeah. We had one at, um, when I worked at the come and go in Boone, I, we never ever used it, but it was like still under the counter. And I would always like bring it up and play with it and just be like, chunk, 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 chunk. Yeah. you know, it's also interesting. Uh, like 
Well, what would they do? You couldn't get denied, right? You could like. Yeah, you could just lie all the time. I, yeah. I think actually now maybe I'm wrong, but I think by the time we were kids, because like I remember those being used. So maybe by the mid 90s, there was a telephone thing where you would take the card and then you'd make the record and or maybe you'd call it first and you would kind of like verify that it's open and that it's got a line of credit on it and stuff in the name. And then they would do the chunk and then you would get the bill way later. But um, back then, I don't think they did. I think they just scanned it and then it was going to be there for as long as, you know, until hey, the man. end of the month and you do the books. Don't and then leave it home without company. it. Right. And the card he had was a diner's club card, which I was trying to read about because that's something you never hear about anymore. Um, yeah. Like was diner's club like as big as V? Was it like Visa, MasterCard, Discover no and diner's club? Um, I was it's eight. I, I didn't really know much about credit cards other than they were free things that got us money diners club is stuff diners club is still open you can still get a diners club card and it still looks exactly like the one he had in that movie their lo the oh, logo to a shit <laughs> yeah the logo is a circle with a line through it and it only has eight numbers on the front instead of <laughs> like whatever 16 um interesting uh so then they get to the hotel and the first thing i noticed was like i've stayed in way worse hotels <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Especially well, with way worse people. Trying to, yeah, they they made it seem like the hotel is going to be really trashy mm -hmm. from the opening shot, but once you got in, it was fine. And the only awkward thing about the hotel was the one queen size bed. One queen size room. bed. A lot of that's the thing that's a bummer. One bummer about this is the which it's inescapable at this time, but the homophobia type shit. Um. Which is maybe it's kind of played well, in this I, not so much as homophobia, more as non-masculine. Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but it's still that's the joke, you know. Um, <laughs> it's not really. I mean, it's more a joke on them because they immediately like, oh, you see, see those bears last. See the Sunday? bears this weekend. That is, and that's like the name of like. There's a documentary about this movie, and the name of it is, uh. What are, what is what's your hand between the it's between two pillows? Those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said I stayed in much hotel much worse hotel rooms with much shittier people, parentheses, Gideon Hambright. Uh yeah. It kills Other me. That, than... It kills me when they get into that hotel room. They don't yeah. shut the door. They leave the door open the whole time they're talking, and that to me is so weird. Well, they closed it on the other shot. Maybe, yeah. Um then when Steve Martin takes the shower and I'm like, that's a, that looks like a good shower, you know? And the it joke, does when he gets out of the shower and while he was showering, unbeknownst to him, yeah. John that Candy had spread some really good. Oh, it's great. Uh, Steve Martin there. Cause and apparently uh, he's got all the soap on his face, right? When the water goes out and then just like it, it, a lot of really good physical comedy out of him. And apparently went in the trailer. He, he like sings Elvis in there, like mimes Elvis. And does yeah. like a, a, a little thing and they that's not in the movie. But um, but I just love the idea of while he's in a shower, unbeknownst to him, John Candy spread every fucking thing he owns on the sink in the bathroom and used all the towels like yeah. it's you can tell they Which, edited it wrong, you know, yeah. but it is great. Just that whole scene of him then finding only a hand towel mm -hmm. to try and wash and off still with, doing the like. With. Still doing uh -huh. like the drop and then wipe, you know? I mean, everybody's done that at a hotel. Yeah, it's it's so good. Where you um, use like the not the best, like, yeah. 
they go to bed. Maybe not to that degree, but you've used the small towel to dry off. Another thing that cutting all the extra stuff out, those storylines, is it also kind of makes it feel a little more real. Like we're not, we're just not seeing some of the shit that's happening. And so yeah. like, like we don't see John Candy spread all that shit out in the bathroom. And then he's in bed and he's like all, and you don't, oh, John Candy puts he the- just chain he, smoking cigarettes and- And riding the vibrating bed. Candies. The vibrating which, bed. Yeah, vibrating rough. beds again, those, those don't exist. There's I've never, never been a fucking vibrating bed. I've never stayed you in a hotel room with them. Otherwise. I have stayed in hotel rooms. When we were a kid, we stayed in hotel rooms that had the the lock on the phone like he has. That yeah. like key lock thing where you if you want to use the phone, you have to pay extra and you get a key to unlock your phone. Um, the uh, but he uses the vibrating bed and I'm like, that's fun. And then John Candy come or John, uh, Steve Martin comes out of the bathroom. He They're both laying in the bed. And Steve Martin's like, I can't believe I'm laying in a puddle of beer. And he's like, well, I didn't know the cans were going to explode. And he's like, you put them on a vibrating bed. But like they're referencing shit we didn't see. Yeah. But obviously 100%. they filmed it. But that's so funny. Um, yeah, and then they kind of thinking and noticing all of that now, too. Yeah, there is a lot of this in the film. But luckily, uh, the edit's really good where they oh, pick perfect. up a and lot the... of stuff. But yeah, we'll get I into do it. really uh, appreciate, like you said, the realness. I'll get that, into it. Uh, in that, that, uh, yeah. In a second, that the the pacing and everything is very interesting. But so then they have their blow up, and and he says he calls him like a mor- John, uh Steve Martin calls him like a moron or something, and John Candy goes, "Gee, if your kid spills his milk, what are you gonna do? Slap him in the head?" And then Steve <laughs> Martin says, "How would you like a mouthful of teeth?" Yeah, that's like a fun. Hey, I'm gonna punch your fucking teeth out, buddy. Um, also, I'm not putting my money on Neil. Over no, Dell. no way, man. Uh, and then he goes, uh, oh, no, here's uh, yeah, here, here's the better, better, uh, third movie to the trilogy besides Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. uh, Dutch. Oh, sure, Dutch is fun, Ethan Embry yeah. and Ed O'Neill, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, they're, they're in that fight in the room before they go back to bed. Doesn't and- Ethan Embry follow you on Twitter? No, but he should, he's great. He follows oh. you? I don't know. I think he had an interaction once. Not oh with me, maybe. I bet he likes with you. me. He's very cool. He's very politically leftist and stuff. I like him a lot. Um mm-hmm. he has a uh so Steve Martin says a thing there that I don't fully understand, and maybe it's one of those edited things, but he goes, You got a free cab, you got a free room. Now he got the free room because Steve Martin paid for it. But he, but I how did he get a free cab? Is that something uh, he said uh you pay the, I got a buddy that runs this hotel. If you pick up the cab fare, uh, it should be able to get you a room there. Okay. Okay. So that means, so the cab right from the Wichita airport to that hotel. Yep. I thought he meant the cab at the beginning. And I was like, but he didn't pay for that. He haggled with that old guy on the street, but that other guy on the street. Okay. That makes sense. That clears that up. Um, and then they go to bed and while they're sleeping, um, Okay, well, the first, the crazy thing about this movie, which is so interesting, and I would love to see more movies do, like, I don't, I can't think of another movie that does this. And maybe if I was to rewatch a bunch of John Hughes movies, I'd see that a lot of them do this, and I don't know. But this movie's pacing, so far, we're like 35 minutes in or 30 minutes in, and we have seen an entire movie, plot-wise. It's almost like a TV series. Um, and this is like the big climax. Their fight is like the big climax that in a movie usually happens an hour and 20 minutes in. And 
they fight, they go to bed and then the robber comes in and the robber is fucking Dave from uh, summer uh, summer school. You know, Dave and Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. The, the two uh-huh. horror fans. That's Dave. I so excited to see him in this. I had no I didn't realize that was him last time I saw it. Um, and then they wake up and they have that scene where like he's cuddling him and John Candy's like kisses his ear. And he's yeah. like, why'd you kiss my ear? And he's like, why are you cuddling me? And he's like, where's your hand? And he's like, it's in between two pillows. And they both that's when they stand up and they do the oh, oh. Are pillows. Yeah. Uh, how's the bears? Her, her, her. Just yeah. once. I'd like to see it because that scene's in a lot of movies where two people are cuddling. They didn't mean or to be cuddling. They just start making out. They and... just start fucking for real. Like you just see them fuck. That would be great. If this, uh-huh. how great would plane trains and automobiles, trains, automobiles and gay sex. If 40 minutes in, you, could yeah. you imagine that 40 minutes in John Candy and Steve Martin fuck each other on camera? Hell yeah. That would be so fun. And then have to deal with the rest of the movie with all of the same plot lines. You know, <laughs> they still get mad at each other later on, even though they butt fucked earlier in the movie. Um, I, and then yeah, that's where it becomes just like a little kind of a homophobic macho sketch. Um, they go to the diner and that's, and I say John Candy is the only person who's ever looked cool smoking a cigarette. People say people who smoke look cool, but I think only John Candy looks cool. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting at a diner eating, which should, like, if in real life, if I see somebody smoking while eating, it really sickens me. But for whatever reason. Oh, later on, they go to a different diner. I want to eat what he's eating, and I want a cigarette while eating it. Yeah, all the food in this movie looks awesome. Also, he's another thing that I like about this, another little touch is he's never just lit the cigarette. He's always like halfway done the cigarette. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're like, okay, you're smoking in this scene, light the cigarette and action. And it's like just starting. It's always like mm-hmm. he's almost done. And then, you know, yeah. it feels so real and lived in. Um, it's also so interesting that this movie is, it's basically a family movie, mm-hmm. uh, save for one scene. Or oh, at least yeah. 80s family Two scenes. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you're... Every kid watched this with their parents. Yeah. And, and then it's only rated R for a healthy the, amount of F. Yeah. One full all, minute. So it's also like you could tell uh, he had the forethought of knowing how to get a movie on to cable and television yeah. later. Cause a lot of, a lot of people made a lot like production companies would always have the, you know, Network television premiere of planes, oh, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, totally, and totally. You can easily remove some of the fucking f bombs and your. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. That would be fun. I want. I bet that's on YouTube. I want to see how they deal with that. You know, is it Stranger in the Alps? You know, you ever find a Stranger in the Alps type situation? Yeah. Um, or if you bleep that scene, that would be very funny too. That scene's coming up. The car, the the cursing scene. Um, yeah. So then they, they so they're so they have a fight at the diner. You realize. They realize they've been robbed. Steve Martin accuses John Candy and John Candy is like, fuck you. I didn't rob you. Um, Never stole anything in his life. Yeah. He's like, look at my wallet. I got $235. If there's a dollar more, I'll tell you. And then he looks and he's like, it's empty. And John Candy's like, what? And they looked. It's so (laughs) real. That's a guy who now is fucked because he lost $230, you know? Yeah. Um, And so then they he's getting a ride and it's some guy. He's fucked up thing about 1987 is number one. 
I never have $230 on and we, we got healthy inflation since then, but like, you, you know, you had to. Yeah. And he has, Steve Martin had $700 in his wallet. Yeah. Is he the richest man on earth? Like, well, he lives in one of those big giant Chicago suburb plate. He flies first class. You're right. You're right. Uh, or tries to at least. I. Uh, so they get in that. I love it when, so some guy that John Candy sold shower rings to says they'll get, come pick him up and give him a ride. His son will, his son's this guy, Owen, who shows up and he's like, they have all their luggage and Owen yells at his wife and says, get your lazy behind out here. And she's holding a baby and she's yeah. like this short stubby woman. And he's like, get their stuff. And they're like, no, 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 we'll get it. And then he says, she's strong. Her first baby came out sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get in the back of the truck and they're driving and they find the dog under the, under the uh, wheat, which is really funny. Yeah. And then there's, they freeze. There's some really good cartoon bits. This is yeah. like the first one when they pull up after sitting in the back of a truck for 40 minutes and they and both it have, shows. Yeah. Yeah. It shows John Candy, Steve Martin, both of their frozen face. And what really drives a bit home is it shows the, the puppers, the dogs frozen, frozen face too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so good. And I say that they look so good frozen. It looks perfect. Um, and then this is the fucking thing. So this is why this movie is so interesting to me is at this point, we're 36 minutes in. They go to the train station. They have their goodbye. They've got, they've done the hero's journey. They fought the night before they fought at lunch. They got better. They made up. And now they're saying goodbye at the train station. And it's like, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. You know, maybe we'll see each other again someday. And the movie, is, that's the end of a movie. And they get on the train and then like fucking a minute or two later, the train breaks down and they have to keep, they get back together and they've already forgiven each other. They've already gone on this journey. And so then Steve Martin sees him dragging his suitcase across the, the field, goes over and lifts it up. And then they're just back together again. It's like a sequel. Yeah. That, that suitcase is pretty, uh, pretty symbolic in a couple of scenes too. Yeah. Uh, as far as, them getting over their little tiff and uh, I bet you a better, better friendship out of it. I bet you if you buy like the like before DVDs stopped being important, I bet if you bought the like special edition DVD, it looked like that suitcase, you know, like it would have a cardboard <laughs> sleeve sleeve that looked like. Oh, that suitcase. yeah. Um, Boy, we we sure had fun making DVD cases for like about five years there. Yeah, like whole things like sometimes there were cardboard sleeves. And they had an opener and a little piece of Velcro to hold it shut and shit. Yeah. I have a Reservoir Dogs on DVD and it has a, it's like a gas can. It's like a metal can that you pop the top off of. And then the DVD full comes out like I, plastic yeah. thing. I had a Michael Bay Transformers uh, and it was a Optimus Prime. Yeah. You could like stand up to be like three feet tall. That's pretty cool. And he had a DVD inside of him. All the Simpsons ones were like these plastic characters and they look like shit on a shelf when you put them on a shelf it looked like shit yeah um by the way not we're not in that part of the show anymore but i want to let you know i start we started watching reservation dogs fucking great oh yeah 100 percent love loved the recommendation you'll, it's you'll so burn good. right through that fucker we, we watched two already and it's i love the characters i love the way everybody talks it's great and i love that the mom is like between our ages she's like 37 or whatever you know yeah um yeah oh, okay so then ass. 
So then they're now they're out of money and they're stuck at that. Uh, what is it? Is it a is, that, is it a train, train station? Sta- another bus station or bus station? Yeah. So, oh, uh, they're they're First off, when they get to. So they sorry. Train breaks down. They walk to the highway and then they get on buses and immediately John Candy's like, I'm going to commandeer this bus. They're singing songs. They watch this couple basically they're fuck. singing like the Flintstones. Yeah. And there's the part. It's really funny when he's like, hey, Neil, you sing one. And he starts singing this obscure. Uh, <laughs> my sister, she had never... two rings. And everyone's like, what? And then John Candy's just like, uh, Flintstones. Me. And then they all start singing Flintstones. Um, and then they get to the, the next station, the bus station or whatever. And uh, he's selling the because they have no money. It's so a great it's, it's a, a great shot uh, scene, yeah. too, because it's just you could tell it's. You know, like if they had a whole bunch of uh, film shot on this, it's, it's basically just him doing uh, improv stuff, trying to sell all the fucking... th- all the things these rings could be. Uh, Walter, he calls them Walter Cronkite moon rings, Diane <laughs> Sawyer autographed earring, pure ivory from an elephant's tusk, autographed Daryl strawberry earrings. <laughs> Handcrafted for the Wizard of China, the Grand Wizard of China in the Fourth Dynasty, <laughs> uh, and then there and the, and he's just selling them all. He tells those girls, he's like, "Those are so good on you. They look make you look like eighteen, maybe twenty." And then they just all give him their money. <laughs> um, and then they go eat at another diner, and that's when I wrote what you said before. Every piece of food in this movie looks yeah. awesome. Uh, oh man, you get a nice road. Every I just love the feel of road diners. And I am so. Like, there's always a diner scene in these road movies too. I and I, I want well, Tommy want wingies. You know, fucking kick their ass sea bass. We need to go. Uh, some as soon as we as soon as this move is over, we can well, let's start planning our tour. Let's do a tour next spring. Okay. I don't I'm not gonna have enough vacation days to do it this year because I'm going on an actual vacation, I think. But uh let's try to do something next spring where we actually go on the road, do stand up, go to fucking Perkins in the middle of the night, mm. make enough money like we should, you know. Ugh, let's do it. Um so then he goes, I uh, St. Louis, baby. He goes and he rents a car. They have another blow up. Yeah. Uh, because of the credit card issue this time or something. Something happens, so they fight again. During this meal, um, he goes and rents a car. They, they break off again. Oh, no, that's it. They, they just have a nice meal and they've had this nice setup. And then Steve Martin's like, you know what? I think this is where we should, you know, I don't want to weigh you down any longer. Let, this is where we should break off. And John Candy's a little bummed about it, but that's what they do. And so he goes and gets a car. And again, editing, you can tell that he originally had a scene where he went and talked to that lady, Edie McClurg, got the car went all the way on the bus to the spot and then the spot's gone, but they don't show the first part. They just show him getting there to get the yeah. rental car and then having to walk all the way back. Is Edie and, McClurg, the name of that actress lady. Yeah. The one from the uh, car the rental secretary place. from, from, from Fresh, what? Or for, car rental place. Yeah. The secretary yeah. from, uh, Ferris Bueller. Yep. And she's like the neighbor in tons of TV shows and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. She so then they do that scene where basically Steve Martin's losing it and he goes, yeah, he drops 17 F bombs, 17 F bombs in a minute. And he's screaming at her because he's like, you drove me. You left me in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there was no fucking car. And it kind of sounded like which I think on purpose, 
it sounded like a guy who doesn't cuss that much trying to cuss or like when a little <laughs> kid cusses, you know? Yeah. It was like, and then the fuck I had to walk in the fucking snow and the fucking snow got in my fucking shoes. And um, and just her reaction is perfect because she's oh, just yeah. like and she was also and- doing a, like a very funny thing at the beginning. She was on a personal call and he's like, excuse me. And she just put up a finger. So it's even funnier. Um, and the way that ends is perfect with her saying like, well, where's your receipt? And he's like, I don't fucking have it. I threw it away. And she goes, oh, well, you're fucked. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, aristocrats, you know, it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, then, so this is where they get, uh, uh, they, they run back into each other. Yep. Well, you get, yeah, uh, he gets punched in the face and dragged by the nuts by yeah, and he's I still just angry with everything. And then and this is where Candy, they get into that iconic that, the car, the good car, yeah, the that I, wood panel half fucking. wagon, but not really. And John Candy yeah. has the great line of uh, I've never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles before. <laughs> um, and then also, there's a funny joke right there where for the next like couple minutes, Steve Martin's voice is wrong because he got <laughs> jacked by his nuts so hard. Um, yeah. They're, he's, he's like Alvin the Chipmunk for a little bit. They're driving. Well played. So at this point, Steve Martin's driving. John Candy's fidgeting with the seat a bunch. And Steve, the song Six Days on the Road is playing, which is a great song. And I then love, there's a great, this whole. Tell, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You could tell it's uh, improv too. Oh, but, totally. Uh, when John Candy is in the seat, just mm-hmm. going back and forth, he's like. Uh, my back uh, I got a bad back it only it only feels good in like two different positions I gotta find it and he's like fidgeting with the seat all of a sudden there's one where he like goes diagonally <laughs> like right into Steve Martin while he's yeah. driving like, like a car which would is do hilarious because none of the yeah, they don't seats don't go and the seats made right. such a noise it was like mm-hmm. It was like Transformers noises. Oh, they 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 did a lot of good work with the ASMR. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In this movie, and this, just adding things to make it more annoying. To me, I love I like this movie a lot. But to me, every scene from the second they get this car to the second they lose this car is my absolute favorite shit. I would rewatch this this section of this movie over and over and over if I could because I loved it. And oh yeah, a great thing that happens right here is they're. You know, Steve Martin's driving and he's like, quit fiddling with the seat. You're going to break it. God, you're so annoying. And John Candy's like, well, will you ever think about maybe you do things that annoy me? And Steve Martin's like, what do I do that annoys you? And John Candy's like, you play with your balls a lot. And he's like, I do not. And he's like, you do. You're always fiddling with your balls. You handle your balls more than Larry Bird. And John, and then, and Steve Martin takes that in and he's like, you know what I'd love? And then John Candy immediately goes, an extra pair of balls and a couple more hands. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. The way that he immediately had that ready. And oh my God, it killed me. You play with your balls. Uh, uh, and so then yeah. and then they switch seats. Uh, the seat is all fucked I up. So once John Candy starts driving. That the scene, scene of him listening to the mess around. The mess around is... While- and he's, of course, he's smoking yeah. too. Smoking. So he already looks cool. Playing piano shit. on the dash. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of the greatest scenes in film, I believe. And what's really funny too is there's a scene in, um, remember when Family Guy did the Star Wars movies? Mm-hmm. They did those. In the Return of the Jedi one, there's a part where there's a, the big walker is going and yeah. 
they it's walking and shooting at them and they're like oh no and then it cuts the inside of the walker and it's that exact same scene but it's a stormtrooper doing it and it's like one stormtrooper <laughs> asleep and one stormtrooper's mask up with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth going doing a mess around oh, no 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 it's really oh, good no, i'm gonna have to google that one. it's really good it makes me want to edit the real movie so that yeah. like you see the real thing but then you cut to john candy's that scene it's so good um uh yeah that is definitely one of my absolute favorite scenes the whole mess around thing he throws the cigarette out the window and it goes in the back seat but it doesn't play that doesn't come back for a long time yeah they take their time with it and then and and it's literally like just great (laughs) sketch after great sketch then he goes to take his coat off and he can't get the (laughs) and then he gets his other arm stuck and he's stuck there and he's like it's so good um and then he goes off the love, ex- yeah go ahead sorry I'm the one scene it. that stuck i mean I, this is what i remember as a kid and i just fucking loved it and it's so fucking good is when they're driving down the highway and there's a fucking they're going the wrong way down yeah, they the get highway. they end up going the wrong direction yeah yeah and there's another car that's just like trying to get their attention the whole time they're just oblivious they're like Ah, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And they, they're like, what a drunk. This guy's a drunk. Yeah. Steve Martin like rolls the window down to hear them more. And they're like, you're going the wrong way. It's like, and he's like, he how do they know where the we're way. going? That's how ridiculous. They know? And then, yeah. And then John, John Candy does that like, okay. And then does that look like he's drinking booze. A bottle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you see and, Steve Martin figure it out. And he's like, truck, truck. it's like three stooges. Truck, 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 truck. And, yeah. and then they, they go through the center of the truck and you see them turn into skeletons for a second. And then you see John Candy become Satan. <laughs> Which that same scene is in. It's so hysterical. And that it's so same quick. scene is in Dirty Work also, where all of a sudden yeah. Adam Sandler is Satan driving the car for a second. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if that is a reference to something else. Like, did that happen in like a movie in the 70s or something? But uh, it's so it's so funny. And then they s- get on the side of the road. Well, There's shits everywhere. There's shits everywhere. They go get the stuff off the road and they're just kind of talking about it. And all of a sudden behind them, you see the car light on fire <laughs> from the yeah. inside because of the cigarette. And I just love that thing of like they're sitting there with their backs to the car. John Candy turns around and looks at it, looks forward, and then Steve Martin looks at it, and then they both kind of look back at it, and it's just you could tell they're just like, fuck it, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so we, good. we've all been there before when yeah. everything's going shitty, and then like even more happens, and you're just like, Well, now it's just a comedy. And then there's a part somewhere right there, um, where Steve Martin punches him, and John Candy goes. You know, you could have killed kill me slugging me like that. That's how Houdini died. <laughs> um, and then they have another, they go to another hotel and this time they bond and they kind of get yeah, drunk over liquor, baby. They get boozed up and they have Doritos. And I'm literally like, this is all I want. This is what I want. Miss. Yeah, I had I wasn't drinking booze, but because of touring since 2015, I have had a steady diet of that situation. Being in hotel rooms with friends and goofing off and watching TV and eating snacks and finding pizza on the floor and stuff. And since March 2011, that has been out of my, or 2021, 2020, that has been out of my life and I miss it. And not until I watch a movie like this do I realize how much I miss it, you know? Right. 
I miss doing stand up on the road. The stand up sets were one thing, but the fucking hangouts in the hotels at the end were better, you know? Um, Absolutely. And then while they're sitting there just making each other giggle, uh, it reminded me so much of like our hotel in Phoenix, me and you. Uh, when oh, yeah. like Abby came in and it's fucking three in the morning and stuff. Um, and then John Candy does that Jamaican guy. I'll take the rum Jamaican man. Go to Jamaica. Dig it. Iri, iri. And it's very like for foretelling of uh, cool runnings at some point. Oh, you know. Um, uh-huh. And then he's like, you love your wife, right? And the way he goes, love is the, love is not big enough. Love is not a big enough word for how I feel about my wife. And it's just like, oh, pulls your heartstrings when you know what the story and everything. And yeah. And then they just get out there driving again. And the Michael McKeon pulls them over. And that's so good. And I love that it's Michael McKeon, like in a such a small role, you know? Yeah. Um, not even all that funny. Apparently, there was more that they cut. But he's not even like a comedic guy in that scene, you know? Uh-uh. He's just a straight cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, they go to the jail and the courthouse they go to there in that town. That's the same courthouse from uh, Groundhog's Day. That's the same town from Groundhog's oh, Day. Yeah. Um, and uh, it must have taken a wrong turn. Yeah, right. Up in Philadelphia, Philly. Uh, and so they go there. The car's impounded. And apparently there's an edited scene right there where um, let me read this at the end. At the end. OK. Um, after they're arrested by the state trooper and when they're leaving the jailhouse, John Candy says uh, to the cop, you know, we didn't even have insurance for the rental car and they destroyed it. And then Neil punches him in the face, uh, Steve Martin. And so that's why the rest of the movie, John Candy has a black eye that they never explain. Right. Um, but uh, and then a really funny thing from the I saw in the trivia is uh, obviously that's from the trivia, too. But so then they get in the back of a semi truck and they're in the freezer truck going all the rest of the way to Chicago. And the driver of the semi truck, if you see that guy, he recognizes him. He's an, he's an actor. His name is Troy Evans. And mm-hmm. uh, this was his first like movie. And he was basically an extra because he was an actor who could drive a semi truck. Right. But there was a huge and this guy is on like if you look up his IMDb, he's on he's on Bosch. He's on every single episode of Bosch. He's on he's on. Oh, he's on ER. He was on every episode of ER. Right. He ran the the thing. Um. And he's just a major, a big actor, right? Uh, not a big actor, but a character actor now. But this was one of yeah. his first movies. He was an extra who was because he could drive that truck for that one scene. But there was a huge snowstorm. So he ended up spending like five or six days on set, which bumped his everything up. He ended up making enough money from this movie that he got to buy a house in L.A., put a down payment on the house that then pushed the rest of his career. And if That's you awesome. saw this guy, you would, I mean, he's in every fucking movie. Um, That's funny. Yeah. So it's just awesome that that happened because of this. And, and apparently John Hughes had told that story as like, isn't that insane? How great is that? That if he would have yeah. just done his line and li- moved on, we loved him. We hired, we hired him, but we didn't know. And then if there wasn't a snowstorm, he wouldn't have the rest of his career. Um, I do like now to where these movies, you have all your funny antics that mm-hmm. take you not very far down the road and then you just have your final uh montage yeah yeah once yeah they get to the semi it, it's it's the it's end it's just basically. a montage and then boom they're they're on the uh chicago blue line tracks yeah and then that yeah. is that's an hour and 25 minutes in so that's a 90 minutes 
no, whatever it would be an hour and 10 minutes after that exact same scene earlier in the movie where they have their goodbye after they bonded in a hotel room, they have their goodbye on a train station. It's the same scene, but it feels, it feels right. You know what I mean? There's a good hug. Yeah. And then they say goodbye. And then obviously he gets on. And then that's the scene we talked about earlier. That's the only time Steve Martin ever came back for him. Yeah, exactly. And the way other time uh, Dell finds him. Yeah. The way, in all fairness, not to call you out on that one, but Steve Martin did go help him in the field, lift up his trait. He did come back to him at that point. Um, I'll right. say. Sorry, I didn't mean to shit all over your fan theory. Um, but also, when, they're dead. When he realized... Oh, they yeah, died yeah. in the plane. Oh, yeah. And this is just hell. Yeah. Oh, my it's- God. I want to edit. I wish I was good at editing so I could make it look like stuff like that, you know? Like, all yeah. of a sudden... Uh, Jack and uh, Kate walk up. Uh, uh-huh. You're gonna die, brother. The first time I saw this, and then when Hurley runs off with uh, Weezer, fucking Dell, and starts. He's like, buddy, you can't. You gotta stop eating burgers, you know. And then he's like, who yeah. are you to fucking tell me that, you fat piece of shit? Uh, with that, I remember. So I watched this for the first time last Thanksgiving, and so I didn't know that whole thing about how his wife was gonna be dead. And that Same. hit me so hard when I first saw that. Um, and the way they it's it's almost too heavy handed. Now they wouldn't do it this way where they'd actually show it. But they show the clips of like, oh, I haven't been home in years. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it all that kind feels of like uh, like a uh, uh, caper movie. Yeah, you know? totally. Where it's like, heist, yeah, like a heist movie, like a Columbo where, episode where it's uh, like, oh, wait, he had the knife on his desk. And I saw that, yeah, you know, he's having a Kaiser Soze moment about totally his dead wife. Totally. Um, and then uh, Rosebud. he goes, he goes back, sees John Candy looking very sad. And he's uh, like, motherfucker, let's get some turkey. Come on, gobble, come to my house and have turkey with my rich family. And then that is the thing I really like, too, is a very like a good I feel like a lesser movie would have just been like he goes home and opens the door and his family maybe is waiting for him or whatever. And he's like, oh, hello, this is my friend. But instead, it's like, no, they're in they're They're in the process of Thanksgiving. So his in-laws are there and his parents are there and he's yeah. got to explain it to them and stuff. And and I love the way he says, like, and they're all right there in the entryway yeah. when he shows up. Yeah, it's, it's not like a real Thanksgiving where the two dads are. Laid up and yeah, the on the TV football. Uh, yeah. All the women are cooking. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's like a shippy. It's uh, and then he tells them the like, this is a, my friend Dell. And then the way the ending, the way he looks at the wife and goes, and this is my wife. And she goes, you know, hello, Mr. Griffith. And he goes, hello, Mrs. Whatever, you know, and it's such a nice ending. And then it just ends. And it's that song. Um, What's that song that ends it? Love lift us up. No, it's not. It's not that one, is it? Love. No, it's not. I mean, love idiot. will keep us together. It's not that one either, do, is do, it? Do, do, do. Did you know that the captain from Captain and Daniil, his name is Darren Dragon? That's like yeah, his you, real. That's crazy. That's like uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is named Dick Blood. That's his real name. <laughs> uh, but no, so the song at the end is uh, Every Time You Go. Away, away, you take a piece of me. And there it, it was, is. It was an Elton John song. 
It was supposed to be Elton John wrote a song for this, and they never they ended up not using it, not recording. Well, Elton John wrote a song, it or song him writer? and Gary Osborne wrote a song apparently. Um, but it was gonna be and a theme song. You know what? What if we're almost done? This is my favorite PTA movie by far. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, it would have been great to see a, a uh, uh, who's that guy that does the the you got a friend in me that guy. Yeah. Uh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Song. A Randy Newman ending song that's like the planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, they'll get you there, but they might not. Like that would have been a good ending yeah. song, you know? Um, it's not that, the destination, it's a journey. The journey. And nobody We're knows. Getting on the train over Gurney. And we got our buddy Steve Martin and John Candy. <laughs> and then that little girl in the Tokelsons. Um. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Fucking great. Great movie. Hell yeah. Hell first yeah. Movie, first movie of uh, Halloween Candy Month. Um. Mm -hmm. What? Uh. Out of your causes, how many are you gonna give it? Spooky. Let's oh, that's it, a good four. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good four causes. Um, you know, it's it, yeah. It, like I said, John Candy and Steve Martin play great off of each other. It's a reason why it's a classic you know yeah uh john hughes at the height of his power just good road trip stuff with you know little tiny obstacles and little tiny segments and bits like mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why the road trip comedies worked for so long and like i said this is like the height of studio comedies as well yeah like you got about 15 more years of these things yeah it's it's uh fun I think it's. I think it was really glad. I think it's a great one to start with, and I'm. I'm happy we watched. I'm happy I rewatched it. Absolutely. Um, next up, uh, now we don't need to talk about what the next movie is, but uh, we can go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, where can the listeners find you? Reamcore. R E A M K O R E. That's right. Uh, on that's on all the things, the Yahoos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I will plug. Uh, I did an episode of. Uh, Zach Peterson's Unholy Blitz. That's Recently, right. He's got a fun football podcast. I talked about the Raiders. It's fun. Uh, you, you should check it out. I will for sure. I saw you sharing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks really good. That's great. So listeners, everybody, uh, you know the drill. Go listen to that. Um, you can find me at Patrick Case. It's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E, PatrickCase.com. Uh, again, still doing busy with my work, but I'll be doing stand-up again uh, this uh, winter. Uh, and I wanted to plug this now, listeners. You probably have already seen this, but I my my currently my my three loves are The Simpsons, that sketch show I think you should leave, and being dumb as shit. So what I've done is I've taken my mashups between those two shows and I've created an Instagram account uh, that is called I think you should Lisa need braces, and <laughs> that's it. All no spaces, just I think you should Lisa need braces. And I'm posting them on there, and it's really fun. Um, you know, 40, 50 likes a, a photo, and got Ooh. a couple of hundred followers already, and it's only been like a few days. So go follow that, even if you're not into those things. Or I love how much you love that show. Uh, I do too. It's really hard. It's really weird. I should watch more than one episode. It's really weird. It's very. I, I I've said it before on this thing, but like it makes me feel like when I was a kid and I found kids in the hall. When like uh -huh. I was in middle school and all. Oh yeah, I could and then think you started was, playing with them. That's right. 
all I could think about was kids in the hall when I was in middle school. I'd think about their sketches all day. And that's how I feel now. Like, that's all I'm thinking about. Um, so go do that. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us $2. Give us $25,000. Um, big stuff coming up. Hopefully, we're gonna, we have some, we've been talking off, off mic. We're planning some stuff for the Patreon. I know we don't, we're not big on the Patreon material. We, 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 every time we try it, the, you know, a new pandemic starts and then it's harder. <laughs> Uh, but we've been talking about some ideas that I think are going to be really fun. So look for that. And then, um, yeah, get... really appreciative of everybody that signed Artie up is. for Patreon and completely yeah. forgot about it and haven't listened for a while. Yeah. We love you all. And, uh, yeah. we hope you're all safe and happy and having a great year so far. Uh, Reem, I love you. I hope you're having a great, safe, happy year so far. I am. Um, you as well. I think it's fun. I feel like, uh, I think we can all agree that when we rebooted the show, Christian Slaperl really injected us with a lot of uh fun and i think uh halloween candy halloween candy halloween candy um so uh we'll see y'all next week and remember if you're not an nfer you're an mfer so get get the the fuck fuck out of here it's great to have friends like patrick and reem who are Obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.